On today's show, we'll be joined by two special guests, and we will be partaking in the very first unedited open mic round table. Listeners, buckle your seatbelts. Corey with the K, bring us in. We're back for another edition of the Sip and Serve podcast, where we sip what's cold and serve what's hot. My name is Clay. Roll, ski, roll. I'm joined by Corey with a K, my main man, DG. DG, what's happening? Hey, man, it's uh, good to be back with you on Friday nights, uh, typical evenings for recording, so good to be back on schedule. Uh, What's good with you? I'm just glad to be back to normal. My body's right. You feel like you've rehydrated. You're all healed up. I'm ready to go tonight, brother. Good. I am too. All right. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, is going to be a little bit different than what you've heard in the past. I've got two special guests right here, along with DG. I got Corey with the K behind the board. We're going to do something a little different. We're going to call this the first ever Sip and Serve Roundtable. Now, basically what that is, we've got four hot mics We've got four guys here. We've got the drink of choice in front of everybody. We've got Grizzly Wintergreen on the table, and we're just going to let it all out. Uncut, raw, just four men having conversations all night long. Just letting it fly. Just letting, letting it, fly. it roll. We don't have no subjects, no. no topics, no segments. We will have questions of the week at the end. But other than that, we have nothing planned. We're sitting around the table bullshitting all night long. First guest returning for the second time. My main man, DJ Pierce. What's up, brother? How you feel? Oh, pretty good. You back? I'm back. Are, and you, I'm ready. are you more relaxed this time? I, I'm relaxed. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm ready to go. All right. You feel more at home behind that mic. Yeah, there's something else here. I mean, it just feels natural now. Oh, you're back. I, I love it, TJ. And I know before in these pods, DG, we've mentioned this cat before. Yeah, we've referred to him as Uncle Buck on a couple of occasions, I believe. A couple of occasions. So, listeners, I'm excited to introduce you to my guy, Uncle Buck. Corey, I don't, I don't need any of that background music. It's, uh, too, bad we, it's too bad we didn't have a boo drop because <laughs> that would have been more... Uh, Fitting? But Yeah. Oh. Uh. Nice to have you too. Well, the Christmas tree's lit, fellas. I'm going to tell you right now that the nerves, pregame jitters, are there? Are they here? Oh, they're there. Okay. Well, just just relax a little bit, bro. Okay. Yeah. We got the we got the tree lit. The drinks are flowing. TJ, what'd you just take a sip of right there? Uh, that was a little bit of larceny. Bourbon. Bourbon. That's, that makes sense. Right. Neat. Bourbon neat there. Yeah. Exactly. So, guys, I've been thinking on this. I've been waiting for this podcast all week, so I'm going to go ahead and start us off here. I've been wanting to get this off my chest, and uh, I just I just really need to get this out, so I feel like this is the perfect opportunity for me, for me to do this. <sighs> Macaroni and cheese, okay? Macaroni and cheese. Now, I'm not going to call anybody out, but... Two establishments in probably the last two or three months that I've been to, 
how hard is it? How hard is it to make mac and cheese? Why is everybody trying to get all fancy with macaroni and cheese? The all-American side dish, macaroni and cheese. Why are we? Why are we? Why are we trying to smoke it? For one, I had smoked macaroni and cheese. I'm not gonna say where it was from, but I had it, and it might have been the most terrible thing I've ever tasted in my life, boys. Tastes like smoke. It's yeah. Describe the flavor. It tasted like. Where, where was it I? Tasted like smoke. Where was I, Mary? At the tilted kilt, and I got some smoked wings. I mean, that just tasted like it was sitting in ashes. So um, maybe that's what is no, mac that's and what cheese. I'm, Twin Peaks or Twin Peaks. That's what I'm trying to say, TJ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Is the macaroni and cheese? It felt like it was sitting in ashes. Like, why? Why are we getting fancy with macaroni and cheese? Yeah, like right. Why smoke it? Why are we smoking? Yeah. Mac- I mean, I know, I know that's what you're known for and stuff. But I mean, just smoke the meat. Yeah. Why are we smoking the side dishes? <laughs> you all right? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Smoking all right. the meat. All right. So we had smoked macaroni and cheese, and then this past week, this past week, I had probably the second worst macaroni and cheese I've ever had. It tasted like pineapple. Did it have pineapple? Who the in? hell puts pineapple in macaroni and cheese? So it literally had chunks of pineapple? No, it didn't, okay. but it tasted exactly like a pineapple with cheese. <laughs> so it's like you cut up a pineapple and let's just melt cheese over top of it. That's what it tasted like. When you ordered it. I didn't order it. So what's the description on the menu? Uh, macaroni and cheese. And it didn't say, you know. No, uh, it didn't say it tastes like of pineapple. Party. It doesn't say it tastes like shit. It doesn't say it. Yeah. You all right? <laughs> Why are we doing sign language over here? <laughs> man, I, I took a drink of this larceny. And man, not, it, it just hit me the wrong way. It's not smooth. Knocked your socks <sighs> off, huh? Not very mellow. No, it's a smooth bourbon, but man, it got me. Let me ask any of you guys this. Have you ever had a bad batch of macaroni and cheese that you'd bitch like I'm bitching right now? I tell you, I went to where I went to college. We had, you know, a cafeteria. And they had some pretty bland mac and cheese up there. I mean, it just, it wasn't that it was tasted awful. It just didn't really taste like anything. See, I've had some of that. I've had some of that too. Like when I would go get this mac and cheese, I would get a plate of it and I would take it directly over to the salad bar and I would take cheddar cheese from the salad bar and put it on top of the mac and cheese, hoping that it kind of melted it over. Give you a little more. Yeah, douse that with a little bit of Frank's Red Hot. Mix it all together just to give it some flavor because you eat it on its own. It's just going to be bland. Question. Have you guys, any of you had Granny Phil's mac and cheese? I probably have at some point. Yeah, I probably have too, but I mean, we were young, man. Let's just say she put an easy two pounds of Colby Jack in that shit. And if you ate it, three weeks before you take a dump. Easy. (laughs) But by God, it was the best stuff. Everybody. Oh, the more cheese, the better. Can we all agree on that? Oh, I agree. Now, I'm going to have a hard time. Like, we had this mac and cheese for my wedding. My mother-in-law, her mac and cheese is the best that I've probably ever had in my entire life. I feel like I've had it. Yeah, you have. Yeah. It was gooey. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just, it's it's natural ingredients. Why the fuck are we putting pineapple in macaroni and cheese? Honestly. Why are we smoking macaroni and cheese? We never got to the point, though, was the ingredient pineapple. I'm not sure. 
I didn't go up and ask them if they put pineapple in it. It just tasted like it. And I talked to my talked to my fellow people around me that was eating the same thing, and they said it tasted like shit too. It, they said it tasted like pineapple. No one, there wasn't anyone in the building that night who liked that macaroni and cheese. I got a couple of questions. Clarif- clarification okay. questions. Number one, this was a side dish, correct? Correct. What was the entree? It was a smoked chicken sandwich. Okay. That's a solid. So who wouldn't want that as a side dish for a nice chicken sandwich? You know what I'm saying? Well, here's the thing. I did, and I was able to get two side dishes. I didn't want green beans. I didn't want a side salad. So my only other choice was double macaroni and cheese. Guess what I got? Double macaroni and cheese, because guess why? I love macaroni and cheese because it's an all-American side dish. Okay, my other question was, your ideal macaroni and cheese dish, are you going elbows and cheese or shells and cheese? Um, I've, I think in my lifetime I've ate more elbows, okay, honestly. So was this elbows at this place? It was elbows. All right. So I was looking forward. And by the, when I opened the cup up, I opened the cup up. Open the, open the cup up? Yeah, food truck. Oh, okay. I didn't want to. It was a food truck. Okay. Okay. Right. <laughs> when you said open the cup up, <laughs> just don't say what city. We're good. Yeah. Cincinnati. Oh shit! Okay. Anyway, um, yeah, whatever. Anyway, people, people won't know. Yeah, yeah, they, Can we start humping footballs now or what? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, Cincinnati food truck. I had this macaroni and cheese, and I opened up the cup, and it looked delicious. I mean, it looked like prime time macaroni and cheese. Double, double cup of macaroni and cheese. Dip it in. Take one bite. Absolutely disappointed. I mean, I didn't want to spit it out, but I kind of wanted to. But I was so hungry that I just I ate I ate it. I didn't want to eat it. I didn't want to waste it. It was like a thirteen dollar meal, man, from a food truck. And I yeah. was just like, Yeah. Did the chicken sandwich make up for it? Dry. You didn't I didn't catch up. No, it actually had barbecue on it. Disappointing. Uh, I I know I love ketchup. I put ketchup on everything, but it was a barbecue smoked barbecue chicken sandwich, what it was. So was the bun any good? I mean, damn. Shit, the whole meal was terrible, DG. The whole the whole meal was disappointing. Just a waste. Yeah. So mm. that's my mac and cheese story. I was really pissed off. Why are we smoking? Mac? Moral of the story. Why are we trying to get fancy with mac and cheese, people? Just yeah. melt some damn Valveeta on this shit and just be done with it. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I mean, let's and bake it. Throw some uh, cracker crumbles on top and just about, bake it. What about like some bacon crumbles? Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. But okay. why are, what are we doing with smoking pineapple? I mean, it just don't make sense. Yeah, that's all I got for now. Well, someone else. I I had a, I had a thought when you're you know, kind of talking about your side side dishes there. I mean, we all I think everybody sitting here we all like a good steak. I know. Oh yeah, this guy over here like he eats pretty much one meal a day, and it's just like a it's probably four pounds of meat. Yeah, just like a four pound four pounds of steak. I bet your shits twelve shits just hurt, don't they? How do you once, like it? Once every two days. How do you like it cooked? Medium. All right. What about you? I probably, most of the time I go medium rare. With a push? Okay, a little rare. With a push. With medium push. rare? Wait, what What does that mean? With a No push. clue. That's that guy. With a push? With a push. It's just a little in between, kind of your medium rare to medium. Okay. It's like not really knowing what side he's leaning on, you know? 
Okay. <laughs> a little undecisive. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I usually go medium well with I, my steaks. Yeah. Because I see, I get snaps from you every Thursday night. You're out there grilling. I'm grilling every Thursday. Every Thursday. Every Thursday night, I'm turning on 99.7 to Blitz in my garage, firing up the grill. It don't matter what it is. It could be pork chops, could be chicken, could be steak, could be anything. Hamburgers, bratwurst, don't matter. Is there anything better? I'm, no, if there's not. And I'm going to tell you right now. Blitz. I'm going to tell you right now. If you're out there grilling on a thirsty Thursday and you don't have an ice cold beverage, adult beverage in your hand while you're grilling, listen to 997 to Blitz. Just go ahead and flip the bean. Hell, we were doing that. <laughs> we were doing that when we were 16. I know. I know. Greatest time. I love, I love how I love how regimented you are about about your stuff. You know what I mean? Like Thursdays, Thursday nights, you grill. I'm grilling. Friday nights, you're drinking beer. And I'm podcasting. Podcasting. Saturday nights, you probably went out to a, a good restaurant, someplace I, you enjoy being. I wouldn't say Actually, I know Roosters is good, but a lot of people wouldn't say Roosters is a good restaurant. Well, I mean, just a, a restaurant you enjoy. Exactly. Someplace yeah. with good food. And Sundays, that you enjoy I'm relaxing. Were you on the patio? Yeah, and Sundays is kind of your rest day. Saturday afternoon patio? No, oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. man. Yeah, especially if sports are on. But, and uh, let's not get into that on this podcast. So let's say you're at a nice, nicer restaurant, like a good steakhouse. Yeah. You order a steak, doesn't matter what kind, but you get two sides. Which is the way it is at most steakhouses. I mean, what are your two? You're go- going to laugh at me. What are your two go-to sides? You're going to laugh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, because I know you got two sides of, and they were both mac and cheese. I'm saying you got to get two different sides. Okay. Well, well, if I go to a steakhouse, say I go to, I don't know, Longhorn in town here. You're going to laugh because my monk always laughs at me when we go. <laughs> I'm going to get French fries and mashed potatoes. What's wrong with that? He always laughs because you're getting double ma- you're getting double potatoes. Start it up, double it. potatoes. Yeah, that's what I get when Meat I go there. Taters. Let me tell you why. Because I love ketchup, and I always dip my French fries in ketchup. Okay, but my steak I like a one. Have you guys ever dipped your steak into a one, and then swiped it through your mashed potatoes in one bite? I'm sure I have. Life. If you haven't. Do it, please. Okay. Steak with A1 through your mashed potatoes on top. Mashed potatoes on top. Whew. Now, what? see, when I eat my steak, right? Yeah. No steak sauce. I was going to ask that. I, I agree. It depends it on the it. steak. Now, my wife. That's a lot of people say that. Don't need it. If you got good steak, you don't need it. My wife hooked me up on green beans and A1 sauce. Really? Just drizzled? And potato. You got a nice baked potato sitting there. Fattest, you know. <laughs> A1 on the p- baked potato? Oh, my God. Okay. Now, A1 on my steak, on the I can't say that. Yes. What's that oh. other sauce? That Worcestershire? Can you say that again, Worc- please? Worcestershire? Worc- 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 what the whistle? What, the <laughs> 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 what are you going to say about Worcestershire right. sauce? I mean, that that's kind of like a sub for A1. It, it's a little uh, watery okay. type, but it's kind of got that. Now that we're talking about man shit in the grill, hear this out. One of my buddies, close family friend, goes by the name of BG. He taught me to put Worcestershire sauce on everything before you grill it. So it's on the grill. You just drizzle it all over your, your pork chops, your hamburgers, your steak. It just gives it that juicy, 
It gives it a type of flavor. It's flavorful. So if you've never tried that, I'd never heard of it until I seen him do it. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, trust me, you're going to like it. And I loved it. I loved it. You could taste it. It was really good. I tell you. Have you guys ever done that? The mat, well, I haven't, I haven't ever put that sauce on meat before I grill it, but I tell you the master of pre-seasoning foods before you stick them on the grill is this cat over here. Oh, I mean, he puts everything on the sun. Dude, I, I was I've over changed. At, I've changed. I was over at his place a couple weeks ago. I said, hey, I'm going to have a sweet potato with my steaks. He was grilling the steaks. I yeah. said, hey, I want a sweet potato. He said, well, give it here. So I hand him a sweet potato. He's over here. He gets the honey out of the cupboard. Save the bees, baby. Honey? Oh. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm putting honey on this this bad boy. I'm going to throw it on the grill. I said, all right, man, you, whatever. But damned if that wasn't one of the best sweet potatoes I ever had. Honey? Yes. Ooh, and just the outside? And it's, well, he probably put some other stuff on there, too, but I just I just noticed the honey. How do you grill? I've never put a potato on the grill. I usually just uh, I wing put it in the oven. Put yeah. it in foil, though, right? No, I foiled it, but yeah. hell, it's all... Yes, he he you wings put it a fork until you think it's dude. He wings it. Done. He wings it probably the majority of the time in the kitchen, but I've never in my life I've never had anything bad that he's grilled me or made me. Bullshit. It's all good. No, it's all been. You got to be a dumbass to not be able to work a grill. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, a dumbass. Well, not to work a grill if it's charcoal. Okay. Propane, anybody can fucking do it. Well, what's so hard mom? about charcoal? Hey. hey, you gotta get the son of a bitch started. Yeah, the charcoal's a pain. Without burning the, your goddamn house down. The the charcoal's a pain in the ass. It really but it's is. the best flavor. It is good flavor, but damn it, it's a pain in the ass, boys. No, man. I'm about to my my propane grill just blew up last week. I mean Don't go get a charcoal grill. You'll be fighting that thing more than you'll be cooking. Get no, get, I'm getting a charcoal grill. You'll be No, Dude, I'm not. You gotta wait until that gets hot. What? The, the propane grill? <laughs> the, charcoal. The, the charcoal. It takes a while for what? it to warm up. That's you know fine. That. that gives me time to prep my meat. If you uh, get it. And how long does it take you to prep your meat? <laughs> a little while. <laughs> you know, plus we're probably going to have some veggies as a side. Depends on what, hey, chop those up. Honestly, to prepare your meat, it depends on how much alcohol you drink, right? I guess you're right. I mean, it depends on what kind of meat we're talking about. It doesn't take long. It doesn't. Once you light the charcoal, it doesn't take long for it to get glowing oh, you're to so the point where you can cook it. over. There's time. an accessory. It, it takes a minute. There's an accessory. I've been, trying to, I've been trying to get Monk a gas grill for like the past five Father's Days. So he's a charcoal guy. No, no, no. He's not a charcoal guy. And no, he's not a propane guy either. He is scared to grill. He's scared. Scared to death. Did he have like a traumatic childhood no. experience? He told me when I wanted to buy him a propane grill, oh, I ain't messing with that fire. I ain't messing with that fire. <laughs> he says it like that? That's what he says. Is yeah. he afraid of fire? He is. Does, he's, he, does he piss to bed? He might. Why don't you call him and ask him? Yeah, I don't want to talk to that. All right. <laughs> but he uses an electric grill in the electric George Foreman. Come on, it's, it's the worst. It's the worst, worst grilled meat you've ever had in your life. And it don't even grill it. It just, it just barely cooks it. Like it's don't even get like charred on the outside. It's just, it's shit meat. Is what it is. You're yeah. wasting the meat, monk. Your meat sucks, and so does your jump shot. Just saying. <laughs> so if you're listening, there's my shot at you. Uh, <laughs> thanks for listening, monk. What else, you guys? What's what's on your guys' mind? Well, I tell you. <laughs> I'm going to hop in on this because uh, I've been reading a lot about they're, they're thinking about changing the name of Columbus. You guys been reading this? I heard about it. Here we go. 
it's just a you know it's a political thing. I'm not going to get into it, but okay. like they're, they're thinking about changing the name of Columbus to Ann Arbor to Colombo. No, <laughs> no. Okay. Well, the, the name I keep the name I keep reading coming up again and again and again. Don't say it. I know what you're going to say, and it's going to piss me off. Go ahead and say it. Flavor Town. Who the hell? Now, there's a there's a legit petition going around Columbus. And it's got thousands of signatures. Yeah, and these people are, these people are, they got, they're not right. Why would you want to change the name to Flavortown? Well, for those that may not know, Guy Fieri, or I believe the correct, if you want to be correct in saying it's Guy Fietti, you know, the the cook, the crazy. The bi- he's on TV all the time. Yeah, he's His on TV. Shit. The cooking channel. Uh, What's that? Diners, diners, drive-ins and dives. Is that how you say it? The name of the show. Anyway. I mean, he's everywhere. He was a, he was one of the coaches of the was the NBA All Star game. Yeah, he he he's, like an assistant he's a popular coach. cook around the, the freaking world. Is he the Spike? Yeah, he's spiked hair. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, he's a Columbus native, Whoopee. and I think like on his shows he uses that phrase like Flavor Town all the time. Is that what it is? Yeah, I don't, I don't no, know. you're right. But anyway, I just I got because he's a Columbus native. They thought, yeah, this is changing the name of Columbus to Flavortown because Guy Fieri's from here. I mean, it makes sense for the people in Columbus. Not, I mean, no offense, but when you root for a team like Ohio State, it makes sense they want to change their name to Flavortown. So, I mean, for those listeners that may not know Uncle Buck personally, he's just a huge, huge Michigan fan. So that's why he's saying these things about Columbus. Well, you know what? I mean, I'm a Michigan fan too, but not as big as him. But – I think it's I think it's the worst idea ever. Like this is this is the stupidest shit I've ever heard of. Well, there's got to be a better option than Flavor Town. <laughs> okay, Flavor Town. I'm glad you put your two cents in. <laughs> Thank you. So, hey. if we're going to change the name, let's change it to something that makes sense. Flavor Town? Are you kidding me? Tampax, Ohio. No. Okay. <laughs> Come on, man. You're just anti-Ohio. I hate it. I mean, well, you live here. I know. Pierce, let's say you're the mayor of Columbus and the people want the name changed. It's, okay. it's unanimous. Everybody wants the name changed. What What are you changing the name to? Well, I, at least Columbo is somewhat similar to Columbus. I mean, but the, I think the reason the people want it, want the name to be changed from Columbus is because it's technically named after Christopher, Christ, Clum- Christopher yeah. Columbus. Wasn't that in like 1506? It was a long time ago. So, so what Columbus the hell are we doing? The, he sailed the ocean blue in 1492. What are we doing? What are we doing here? Why are we worried about the name of Ohio's capital? No. What are we worried about? I'm with you. I'm 1506? With you. Now let's change it from Columbus to Flavor Town. Are we serious right now? Are we serious? Okay, I, I I totally agree with you. I totally agree. However, let's just let's just play along here, right? Like, let's say you did change the name of Columbus. What would you change it to? Christopher. Now, what I <laughs> we don't fa- we don't fact check on this show, correct? Correct. Well, I have a list of famous Columbus natives, like celebrities, and I'm gonna just read through them. You can, you know, pick out a name if you have a suggestion for a new city name. I like this. Let me know. Let's hear it. Uh, R.L. Stein. Hate it. Goosebumps? He was the author of the Goosebumps. I love it. Oh, oh, oh. love it. Goosebumps, Ohio? Yeah. See, I'm cool with that. (laughs) Are you? Levi? Uh, Goosebumps. So Amazon's thinking about relocating one of their uh, headquarters to Goosebumps, Ohio. I mean, it sounds cool. (laughs) 
Go. Next one. Okay. Simone Biles. One of the most decorated gymnasts in U.S. history. Simone, Ohio? Mm. Nah. I mean, I don't sound bad. Simone, Ohio. Was she a gymnast, you said? Biles, Ohio. I like I like goosebumps. Better. I mean, Biles, to me, is like your inside intestines, the liquid that you try yes. to puke up when yeah, you don't have nothing. grotesque. Yeah. I like goosebumps Goosebumps. Uh, how about Bow Wow? Bow Wow's from, he was born in, and grew up in Columbus. Bow Wow, Ohio? I kind of like that. It doesn't have to be the name. You know, it could be something associated with. What's one of his good songs? Mm. Mm, next. <laughs> no, I got it. <laughs> Let me hold you. I'm going to save I'm gonna save the two that I think Rolski's going to be into the most for last. So, Let how about. You. That's a Bow Wow song, by the way. Buster Douglas from Columbus. He beat Tyson, right? No, knocked out. No. Yes. Mike Tyson. Did he? Yes. But didn't he also fight Muhammad Ali? Or am I thinking, is that way before no, his they, time? He took Mike Tyson off his heavyweight belt. I think belt. you're way off. Okay, my bad. My bad. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. He did. He I be, like he'd be way Ohio, older though. than he was. Buster, Ohio? I'm still with Goosebumps. I like yeah. I'm with you, bro. You realize how long that's going to take to write on the fucking envelope? Goosebumps. How about <laughs> Dave Thomas, the founder of Wendy's? He's from Columbus. The first ever Wendy's was in Columbus. Wendy, Ohio? How about Baconator, Ohio? <laughs> Uh, Tom, Tommy, Tommy Ohio. Let's give him a nickname. I like. I, I think I like Wendy, Wendy Ohio. Yes, without the I. Okay, All right, goosebumps right. still goosebumps. wins. So here's here's the last two. Another famous Columbus native, Macho Man Randy Savage. Ooh, oh shit! Slim Jim Ohio. Oh, is he Slim, Slim Jim? Oh yeah. What part of Ohio is he from? Columbus. <laughs> These are all people that are you not Have you been with the program, oh, Pierce? Okay. He's a little slow. That Larson, he got to his brain. <laughs> it's smooth. All right. And then this is the last one. Does the name Beverly D'Angelo ring any bells for anybody? No. He's okay. a painter. Okay. No, it's a she. Okay. First of all. She's an actor? Actress. Actress. Okay. Yeah. She played a, uh, a famous wife in a, in a famous movie. A.K.A. Ellen Griswold. Oh. I thought you'd like okay. that. I thought you'd like that. What about Griswold, Ohio? I like Griswold. <laughs> I'm with that. I'm Gris- all right with that. No, wait. Griswold. Isn't there a Christmas? Yeah, it's Christmas vacation. No. European a, vacation is all the vacation. Yeah. No, a you- state that has the city. Isn't Jay Culler from Christmas Indiana or something like that? I don't know. I don't, Maybe. Know. I don't Christmas know where the Jay Cutler's from. Christmas. You don't like Jay Cutler? There can be there can I be love two Jay Cutler, but why has he got to be from Indiana? You were just guessing right there. You watch that we don't Cavalry f- show? Yeah, here. we don't fact check. What the hell? <laughs> there's a... Uh, <laughs> there's a like stupid? <laughs> there's a Griswold, Connecticut. There's a Griswold, got out of Iowa. There's, there's Griswold streets in Ohio already. What about Pine? Ohio. Why pine? Christmas tree is usually pine. Pierce. Goosebumps. I'm all right with that. Goosebumps, Ohio. Goosebumps, Ohio. That's all all on board. All on board. Let's start a petition. Okay. Sip and serve podcast. Sign it down. Next topic. TJ. I I mean, I really wouldn't call it a topic. This is just something I wanted to ask TJ. Oh, okay. Is that all right, DG? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Before we... For the listeners that don't know, we messed around with our equipment one night before we started this, our first episode, and 
I was almost in tears because I was so excited, whatever. So we tried out the uh, Bluetooth. So we hooked up Corey with the case phone, and we called TJ, and he was laying in bed. He was reading a lawn magazine. It was like 1130 at night. I said, TJ, what are you doing? He goes, oh, I'm just, just reading this magazine, how to keep up my yard. TJ, <laughs> tell the listeners why you love your yard so much. Well, I I got to keep up with my neighbors. I mean. Your neighbors have nice yards. Yeah. They're like, I got like a half acre yard, so it touches their yard. So I don't live like in the country in the boondocks. Nice little cul-de-sac. You live in like a newer neighborhood, right? Yeah. I mean, you guys just built this house not too long ago. Yeah, it was last year. Okay. It's just a little cul-de-sac. And uh, yeah, and I've enjoyed it. And my grandpa always enjoyed his yard. So I kind of got that from him to, hey, stay up on it, you know, kill those weeds. You know, the green, the better. If you live in Frankfurt, too, you know Don's yard. Oh, yeah. Pristine. And Mr. Jump. I got yelled at for for running through that a couple of times. You know what else is nice? Carol's hair. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fun fact. She she hadn't been to the hairdresser for a while because of the COVID. Oh, yeah? She's afraid? What's that? Is she afraid? Yeah, I mean, yeah. so you got to stay in. It's the roots are white. Fun fact about your grandpa's yard, Pierce. Me and my buddy Yurig, we used to rip dirt bikes through that yard. Yeah, he used to have an eighty and a. I think it was like an eighty and a one twenty five. He'd always ride the one twenty five. I'll get on eighty, and we would just do donuts in his. Was eighty too much for you? It kind of was. You know, it kind of was at that point in time. I really didn't know what I was doing. But so it was kind of scary. How old were you at this point? Twenty one. No, oh, okay. no, just checking, jackass. <laughs> but really, I was probably like nine. You're just ripping dirt bikes through the new addition, uh, just in his yard. He had a nice yard there. Okay. We'd go down the hill and back up around the pool and through the front yard. It's like a little racetrack we used to have, and yeah, the yard didn't used to look like what it does today. Let's just say that because me and him, we did some hell on that thing. Don, he's got that thing in. Oh, it, I drive by it every day. Beautiful yard. Yeah. Scott's. Scott's Green. I'm not sure what he uses. Um, I, I follow the Alan Hain, the lawn care nut, on uh, YouTube, and he, he's something else. So maybe you have him on the podcast. Oh, sometime. that'd be nice. Now, tell us about the trees you planted, because I remember this conversation strictly when I called you. You was all about the trees. Well, I haven't got them in the, in the ground yet. What the hell? It's summer. Well, I haven't even dug the hole yet. So uh, right now, I've been working on my ditch. Out back. What what are you doing with the ditch? <laughs> well, oh, he said ditch. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing with the ditch? Well, yeah, that. I mean it. It's got cattails growing in it. I mean, it's got erosion that came through before I moved in, so it, it's a mess, and I'm trying to clean that up right so now. So you've personally been trying to clean it up. Yeah. Well, I, I try to contact a contractor to uh, get his excavator over here and, uh, you know, five, six swipes, he can get that shit cleared up. Yeah. Well, I'm out there with a shovel, with a micro utensil shovel. Yeah. You know, <laughs> hauling it with a wheelbarrow over <laughs> to the next lot across the. So across you're the dumping road. your cattails on the next lot. Yeah. yeah. Savage. Yeah. Now, did well, you have to. Permits or anything? Well, no one's no one's bought that lot yet. So you're and just doing whatever the hell you want. Well, the 
they're building a house like across the road and they're bringing a bunch of dirt over there. So I'm like hiding my cattails underneath the dirt. Like I'm putting it in there beside his dirt. So piles. you're pretty much starting a dump right behind your house. Uh, pretty soon you're going to start taking the trash back it's there. Gonna hide all that loose dirt where they're digging the basement. It's covering all my shit. I'm going to tell you the rodents are really going to take home to uh, that. You're going to have mice gonna and have, skunks. And you're going to have beavers else. back there yeah. starting a dam. Beaver dam. Flood in your basement. Good thing it's not finished. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm taking that over there, and, and I got my uh, my trees, back to the trees. I got those staked out. I uh, spray-painted circles around the stakes to figure out how big I need them. And uh, uh, Roush and I is going to go up and pick those up probably mid-July. Okay. Where are you going to buy them from? Um, it, it's out of a, a tree farm out of Amanda. Tree huh? farm? It's, it we're sounds getting, fancy. We're getting You're paying at, big money for no, that. No, this is cheap. You don't. It's like if you go to the tree farm, you you eliminate that middle guy. Oh, so uh, you gonna plant yourself? I'm gonna try. We might look Me like me and Rouse planted the tree. Well, these are like she told me they were 600 pounds a piece. What? The tree 600 some, pounds. You gonna need some machinery. Yeah, it's, it's probably eight or ten foot high. And it's, already. Yeah, they're going to dig them up, and then uh, we'll get them on Roush's trailer. This is some shit I've never heard of. And uh, we'll, he so said... You, you're planting... Just let me... I'm sorry to interrupt you. They're but not I'm, saplings. Okay, so these are these are, these are are trees. You're yeah, digging up trees, and you're putting them on a trailer, and you're transporting them. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we'll, hopefully there's a skid steer in the area that we can haul those over, but... Ralph said we can do it with a dolly, so I don't know if he's got a high-tech, heavy-duty he dolly. He must have something I don't know about. What kind of trees you going with? Um, we were going to do some Norway spruces and some hemlocks. Oh. Well, hey, hey no. congrac- congratulations on the Norway spruces and the hemlocks. That's, uh, hey, so I remember you telling me, did one of them have, like, red red leaves? No, these— You went a different way. Yeah. So I remember that phone call. I looked at a picture, and it was, like, red-leaved. Did you go a different oh, way? Oh, no, no. You're talking about that Japanese maple. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> the Japanese maple. That's what it was. So yeah. you have one of them still? Yeah, we're going to have that installed in the front there. We got a little section between the sidewalk. <sighs> we'll put that in there. That's the one I was thinking of, the Japanese maple. Hey, what was that, uh, that long guy's name you follow on YouTube? What's his name? Uh, it's Alan Hayne. Uh and he goes by the lawn care nut. And uh, he, he has a podcast himself. So, I mean, that, and he has so many followers. It sounds like we ought to have him on. And that you. would be awesome if you got him on your podcast. Because, I mean, he's he went from Indiana and then he, uh, he moved down to uh, the Florida area. So, but he's got some uh, uh, high tech uh, guides. And uh, we, I think he used to work for True Greens, he said. So, I can't, I can't find him on Twitter. We'll have to hit him up later. Yeah, you have to reach yeah. out to him. Yeah. So we're in the process of... Uh, Cleaning out the ditch. Yeah, the ditch. And then I, my neighbor's going to bring a, a tractor in and an auger, and we'll dig the holes. And then Roush will come through with his trailer, and we'll, we'll pick up those evergreens. Good deal. Good deal. So <clears throat> when, I, when I first thought of Uncle Buck coming on this podcast, I was trying to think about some crazy memories me and him might have and me and him weren't really together for this one 
but I kind of wanted to dig in. I wanted to dig into this, and I wanted to get his emotions out. Uncle Buck, I want you to tell me what it was like that day you were in high school baseball, your JV game, I believe. I'm not sure. And one of our good buddies, Zach, got blasted in the face. He was pitching, and a batter went straight into his face. The ball ricocheted off his skull. Comebacker, line drive. Yeah, right to right to his face. It was 100% Zach's fault. He missed the spot. And you was catching, right? I was right? catching. He missed, so he missed the So tell the story. Spot. Tell the listeners the story. What was the uh, – what was the fastball? I think it was a fastball, so we were – I mean, we were reaching speeds – Damn, 68. <laughs> that's blazing. Oh, that's, I mean. Was it a JV game? Yeah, it was JV. We okay. weren't good enough for that shit. So you was a catcher and he was the pitcher. I mean, you can take it how you want, but yeah, I was playing catcher, he was pitcher. And uh, I set up outside and he cocked, I mean, just a dinger right down the cock. Just threw it right down the middle. <laughs> next thing I, next thing I remember, the ball lands out in right field and Zach's just laying on the mound. So goes off. It went Ricochets off. off his. I thought he caught it. And land. It was such a loud smack. I had thought he had caught the line drive. So it hits him in the face. Goes flying up in the in the air. In the air, right field, and lands, lands in right field. Imagine you remember first base. Yeah. Right field, right. Uh, right field's behind first base. Exactly, as I, as I recall. So, in the middle, in the, in the gap. Okay. So you're talking in the power alley. You're talking right center. You're talking 80 feet from the mound in the air. This ball lands. So it's a home run if it didn't catch his forehead. It's or up what? the, it's up the middle. TJ it went up the middle, hit him in the face. It's not gonna be a home run. TJ, Jesus Christ. Well, <laughs> we said line drive. I mean, <laughs> it's a solid single. It hit I mean, him right. Zach's right not 20 face. feet tall. Is right. he a giant? Pierce, he's not a giant. What? He's on the mound. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Shit. Jeez, dude. Go on. Anyways, the ball lands in right field, and they're not stopping. Yeah. Right? Runners, this guy's running. There's guys on first, second. Guys just keep running. So I look at Zach. He's lifeless. I was, run he, out. was he unconscious? I mean, he was making some weird noises. Something, I mean. Oh, so he's like writhing on the mound. Dry heaving. Well, I mean. <clears throat> and we roll him over, right? And he he looks like sloth off the the Goonies, just so, so eyes swollen shut. His so brain. You, you run out to the mound. I run to the mound. Meanwhile, runners are. And running. I don't have long legs, so I mean, it took probably forty five seconds. And you got and you got the uh, shin protectors on. But I didn't that have. Slowed you down too. I didn't have the knee savers. I wasn't a pussy. I didn't use knee savers. So <laughs> who's clotheslining these runners? Who? Yeah. You? Yeah. I so our coach he comes out to the mound and. Z- you know, they're they're still running. Base runners around them, you know, bases. So dead ball has not been called. I don't even think we had umpires for that game, guys. <laughs> I mean, Christ's sake, it was JV. He's Give me serious. a break. He's being serious. So I look up, blood growing out of his nose. Every orifice on his face, his ears, his eyes swollen shut. And I look, and these guys are still running the bases. Well, the, the ump's probably in wow, like. Man, this is a shot. Well, he needs to on. do his job. Get your head out of your he ass. Needs to do. Yeah. So I see this, job. and we're up by like you know five, ten runs, whatever. So I see this, and I'm like, I'm not letting these mother effers score again, right? So I leave the mound, and I pretty much just roadblock third baseline. Mm-mm. 
not coming. So, so time out. So I'm trying to picture this. He gets hit in the face. You run out to the mound to check on him. And then there's a runner see, on first. And then you see the runners are still running, still so advancing. You, so you think, well, Hottinger's still alive. He was breathing at the time. Yes. So now I'm going to run over the third base. And They're close. not scoring again. Wow. I'm blocking the baseline. Run me over. Run me over, if you dare. Didn't happen. Okay. They stopped at third. Okay, so so back to Zach laying on the mound. He's got a broken nose, broken eye socket. His orbital was just yeah, shattered. I mean, it was shattered. shattered. Yeah. I mean, it was shattered. Yep. And um, he could have had brain damage from where his skull might have been fractured. Honestly, it looked like he had been in a head, like a head-on collision. Yeah, in a car I, accident. I went and visited him. Me and Jerome, the next day we skipped school. I wouldn't necessarily say skip school, but we didn't go to school the next day to go visit him in the hospital. Caught, he got out him. of surgery, and you wouldn't have recognized him. I'm not kidding when I say that. I mean, he's a hell of a lot better looking now yeah. with the surgery. Yeah, they fixed a lot. Because he was ugly as shit. They fixed a lot. So ultimately, it was an improvement. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Yeah. Not much, but he looks better now. Uh, poor Any, guy's getting married next month, isn't he? Uh, next week. Next week. Next week. Anybody else? Anybody else got a horrific month. sports injury <laughs> they want to talk about? I mean, this isn't a sports injury, but can I? Yeah, horrific? go ahead. Yeah. This actually this actually happened on the way to the Sip and Serve podcast tonight, right? Oh boy, this yeah. is new. I wasn't going to tell you guys, but I mean, this reminded me a lot Let's of it. Let's do it. So I leave the house, you know, running late. Stopping moms, dads, late Father's Day, you know. So I'm on old 35, right? Didn't take the highway. Why'd you take the back road? I just like windows okay. down. All right. Cruising, windows down, 99.7 The Blitz on the radio, right? Oh, yeah. So I'm going, looking at the farmhouses, beautiful scenery. And off in the distance, I see, it looks like, you know how you would think a car went off the side of the road? Like the dust. Okay. But I don't actually see the vehicle. Trying to imagine it. It was a tractor, wasn't it? It wasn't a tractor. Okay. Okay. So the dust is settling. So I'm like, what the hell? So I, I'm probably a quarter mile away and I see the dust settling and I see the tracks, right? Tires, squeal marks, whatever you say. So I stop and I look down at the ditch and there's two pregnant women, right? In a minivan. And uh, they... Like, swerved to miss the dog. The dog didn't move, so they, you know, instead of hitting the dog, they went off to the ditch, so I pulled my truck over. How deep a ditch we talking? I mean, three feet, five. Okay. I mean, but it's a minivan. It's not getting out. Right, right. So I got, I got, you know, the truck. I'm like, hell. Okay, so I stopped, put the four ways on, turned the radio down, and these two pregnant women are in the ditch. Two pregnant women. Two pregnant women okay. in the ditch. One of them's on the phone. Like they were trying to get a hold of somebody, and the other one is on the back end. Like she's trying to push the van out of the ditch while she's pregnant. This is on your way here. This, this is on my way here. And I said, "Hey, I got four wheel drive. I got a new tow rope. I got for a birthday or something. Whatever." I said, "I'll tow you out. No, no things. You know, I'll, I'll help you." I said, "So what? Like what happened? Why are two pregnant women in the ditch right now?" And she looked at me. She goes, "We're not pregnant." I oh, said, fuck. I said, well, you ain't out of the ditch yet either. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> see you. See you later. Oh shit. <laughs> so, so where does the injury happen? But there wasn't one. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, coming back to the injuries. TJ, dude, your body's messed up, dude. What happened to you? Uh, my leg. Yeah. Uh, that's a. I just want to cut the son of a bitch off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tore my ACL in senior year of baseball. Yeah, I remember you tripping over the base. Trip? I, I guess I did. A little <laughs> somersault. DG, what game was that? I was trying to avoid a tag. It was uh, senior. Was it Wheelersburg? Was it the district championship or the regional? <clears throat> we, had, we had already won the district. This was the regional semis. Okay. We were playing Zane Trace. <clears throat> It's a sore, just painful memory is what yeah. it is. I mean, we all have them. But, a, uh, it was the first inning, too. Yeah, very beginning of the game. You, you were trying to leg out a single, right? He <laughs> was trying to do something. <laughs> it was either that or a drag butt, whatever whatever okay. I can do. Could be. I just try to get it out of the infield. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but there was a tag situation at first base. I don't know if the throw pulled the first baseman off the bag. Is that what happened? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that it was kind of a bad throw, but I think I hit a shot. So who are you blaming on the throw? Who was the shortstop? Zane Trace. Who was their shortstop? Um, so you're blaming this kid for tearing your ACL because the bad throw. Sh- was it Shiflet? I think Shiflet might be oh, playing second. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah, I mean Shiflet seems like the one that would play second. He had a soft arm. <laughs> well, he had he had some kind of like sh- surgery, man. Well, Shiflet was a hell of a baseball player. Yeah, he went and played four years of college baseball. Yeah. I mean, which I think Wonderly was third. Uh, Wonderly was catcher. He was a catcher. Wonderly was the catcher. He had a laser. He was one of the best catchers in this. I want to say. I want to say the shortstop was um, probably the best. Corey Keister, maybe. Speaking uh, of Keister, I ain't seen his ass forever. We used to be good friends down there at the fair. I don't know. It, hey, anyway. let's just say where I work, you don't say Keister. Okay. <laughs> Pierce, you tore your ACL. Right. It was a bad throw, and I was trying to avoid a tag. A somersault, it popped. I'm down. And uh, I walked off the field. But, yeah, I, it, it, we had a trainer. What was her name? Melissa. Melissa, yeah. yeah. Melissa. So when you got up, like when, when you heard the pop and you got up, did you realize something was seriously wrong? I mean, how? What did it feel like? Well, I, I've you never fell to the ground, right? Yeah. Let's uh, just let the listeners. You reached for first base to try to beat the throw. Well, it was the edge of the bag that I hit. Yeah. And I was my body was turning away from the tag, so like the awkward movement hitting the bag, like pop the the knee joint. I yeah. Guess. And you went down. Hey, you speaking, went down hard. Speaking of that first bag, I don't mean to interrupt, right? Yeah, you're good. You remember when I dove back the first on that exact same? And you dislocated your finger and you passed out in the dugout. Same field. Same field. Was yeah. it the same game? No, it wasn't same game. Same. Okay. No. You passed out in the dugout, didn't you? Yeah. I think your so. mom was like, "He's going to go. He's going to go." And there he went. Yeah. Passed just, out. Yeah. I remember that too. <laughs> Continue on. Yeah. So I. You know, I somersaulted after I hit because I heard the pop. I don't know if the first baseman heard it. but <laughs> Did you feel it? I felt it. Okay. And, like, I've never been seriously injured. So, hell, I don't, I don't know what it feels like. I've, I've never been in that situation. So, I'm laying there. Like, it's almost like the bottom half of my leg is just kind of, is it there? Is it limp? Like, I don't want to move. 
So I, I stayed stationary for a good half minute. And then I'm like, okay, now I'll venture up. And I think coach was there, first base coach was there, and then the trainer eventually showed up, and then we, you know, we hobbled off. And that's when she took me in the dugout, and she was, you know, doing her, you know, pulling the bottom half. Tests and, and You know, stuff, the tests. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, you're not going back in. It's like, I'm all right. Like, I can stand. Like, I walked off. Do you remember that? I, I walked off the field. Yeah, I do remember you walked off. And then it ended up, of course, it ended up being an ACL, right? Did it ever lock up on you? Well, like you that's couldn't a, move your knee. And that's when she was, you know, she was doing her test. I was laying down and she had me walk and I would like cut and I would just fall down. So you could walk in like straight line, straight line. You could probably even jog or run in a straight line, right? Yeah. It's just that lateral movement. It's the, yeah. the cutting, especially on the turf. Yeah, cutting. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not 100%, so we, we called up. You know, substitute, and then uh, I think we had Nathan Logan fill in for us. Yeah, so. reserve, yeah. But, like, you know, I, I've seen people, like, watching sports, NBA, NFL. I've seen people on TV when they have been injured, and you can tell. Like, when they play back to slow motion, you can tell they just blew out their knee. Like, that's an ACL or something, something catastrophic. And it looks so painful to watch it in slow motion. I just like I just grimace, you know, when I'm like watching. I'm just like, oh, that that looks awful. But like, what's what was the pain level like? Was it was there a great deal of pain? Was it like a shooting pain? And it like, you know, what was that like? Well, I was lucky because both of my injuries in my left leg were, you know, fully ripped in half. So my tendon or ligament was split in half so oh, completely yeah oh man so usually your pain happens when they're when it's like a partial tear that's when it's like agonizing pain just ah uh, david Halcom ah <laughs> flopping like a fish in yeah. the court <laughs> but this was a full rupture yeah both of my injuries were for rupture man so you're talking about both of your injuries can you so that was the acl high school baseball that was the acl can you tell us about your other injury that was a full rupture? He was mowing the lawn. <laughs> Taurus Achilles. He was, he was working on his ditch in the backyard, ripping <laughs> out the cat trees. tree, I was trying to get the tree planted and uh, <laughs> I rushed are, my Achilles. You guys are assholes. <laughs> Let's talk about your hemorrhoids, TJ. How are those, huh? That's not an injury. <laughs> Still a problem. So weren't you playing, weren't you playing pickleball or something? Yeah. Tennis. Yeah, I just got my membership at the racket club. And we were, you know, I was trying to get into tennis with a coworker, and and then we played pickleball on the weekends, which I don't know if anybody knows what pickleball is. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's a small tennis game. So let's just go miniature. with that. It's miniature. miniature tennis. Yeah, so they're, they got like paddles, like a ping pong table. Sort of thing, and then the the ball is like a wiffle ball, like a enlarged wiffle ball. And uh, it was one weekend, and we uh, were playing pickleball with. You got it's two versus two v two. Yeah, on each side, and and the the tennis court is shrunk. So the opponent hit a shot in the back corner. I got to it. I flipped it over. So you like you sprinted back hard on it, 
and got I got to, to it. it. Yeah, it was like you know, kind of a a loop over the net, and then uh, he kind of hit a, like a little drop shot over the net, and then I'm trying to. I seen that, so I'm like, I try to push off as hard as I can. Sudden movement. Yep, pushed off to try to get to that drop shot, and boom, pop. I look back. As soon as that happened, I looked back like, what? What was that pop? You think your nuts dropped or what? It hit, you, it hit the I back did. of your knee, didn't it? No, it was my, I mean, I, yeah, it was probably about like that, yeah. It ran up the back of your leg. Yeah. Like I, an accordion? Yeah, it just went, whoop, rolled up the back of your leg. <laughs> I'm serious. That's what I've heard it feels like. Yeah, I can agree with that. And then, so obviously I didn't get to the drop shot. So it hit me. I looked back, and then I took like two steps on that on that foot, and that's when I was like, "Oh shoot!" Like it was it was pain, but it was like agonizing pain. Yeah, and I'm like, "Oh my my foot's out of my shoe." More like discomfort. Yeah, discomfort. My foot's out of my shoe, and uh, I took another step. Oh, I, I gotta get my foot back in my shoe. It slipped out. And no, I, I look down, uh, my my heel, my foot is totally tied in my shoe. So I'm like, oh, dude, I, I sat down and just, and that's when it hit you. Just like, I was pissed off Yeah. at that point. Did you suck a pickleball? Could be, probably because, let me correct me if I'm wrong, but like, <laughs> you been, you went through the ACL tear, right? You knew what that was like. Yeah. And you knew what the, the surgery process, the rehab process, like that's a long haul. Right, I mean that takes like a year or longer. Well, I I'd say about six months, and you're you're pretty much back to you can do about anything you want. Right, but so you this happens, and you're like, well, something serious just happened, and it all just hits you like, what about surgery? The re like the rehab like it's all probably just flooding back into your mind. Right. Exactly. And it, and my body was kind of in shock too when it hit because it's like you start feeling sick too. Cause it's like you're just, your body's not used to that, I don't know, that trauma that you had with that injury. And that, that's when I ruptured my Achilles. So that again was a full rupture, right? Full, full rupture. So All the way up the back of the knee. Tendon just completely, the tendon just completely rips in, into. Right, is that that's a rupture? Yeah, there's nothing attached. Jamie yeah. Christmas, so that was definitely surgery, right? Yeah, and which I've had a buddy that he he tore his Achilles and it 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 came off the bone, <laughs> <laughs> which mine split in half about I don't know an inch above the heel bone. So, same leg. Uh, yeah, I think his is left. No, leg. I'm no, talking. Was your ACL? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's Eight. why he said he wanted to cut the well, son of a bitch off. Yeah, and and I think pretty that, much worthless now. And that's probably leg. why I had the Achilles injury because they say like if you had an injury in your leg, you you try to you know favor that leg somewhat. Maybe I don't feel like I favor it, but you kind of do right. just as a human. Yeah, your legs fucked. So it, it's, think, I mean. Better off than Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> yeah. So when I was in high school, <laughs> Dylan, TJ, you guys remember this? Uh, basketball sophomore year. I think it was your guys's senior year. Yeah, correct. Yep. 
man, I went up for a rebound and I came down on Mike's leg or Mike's foot. Practice. Practice. Yeah, it was practice. It's practice. Hit, did you get stitches that day too? I didn't have stitches that day. Didn't you have a incident with Hitchens? Colliding heads? That was me. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. me. Okay. I uh I went up for a rebound and I came down. I came down wrong. And when I say wrong, boys, I mean wrong. I landed on top of his foot and my ankle touched the ground. It was not good. And I I mean, anybody out there that's listening who's ever had a severe ankle injury, they know what I'm talking about. It is the worst feeling in the freaking world. And I'm I'm not too proud to say that I was crying that day. Because I was crying. I don't remember you crying. I Okay, I might not have been. I got over to you. But I wanted to. I can, to this day, I can picture you going down in my head and and, and just grabbing your ankle. And I was just laying there. you weren't moving. I weren't moving. I knew I was done. And I thought, because you, all the years I played ball with you and knew you, like, I never knew you to get injured. No, I never did. That was my first injury. Yeah. First ever. And so when you went down and you weren't moving, I was like, something, something serious is is wrong no, so I, and i went over there and i was like dude are you okay and you're like no no i'm not okay nope i didn't want to talk to anybody because i was in that much pain i just told dylan i said i'm not okay like just leave me alone for a minute i just need to sit here and like the coaches and stuff like came over to me like grabbing me and i'm just like hey just give me my space i'm sweating i'm on the verge of crying here i'm in a major pain just leave me alone for a minute let me lay here and then i'll get up so Finally got up, made it back, and Melissa, the trainer, got me back in the room. And they say, like, sprains, like a bad sprain. It's worse than a broken ankle. Worse. I don't think I've ever sprained my ankle. No. I'm sure yours was more painful than my severe injury. It probably was. Because you didn't break something. I didn't break anything. Or tore something. It was just all the tendons were just messed up. Now, let me ask you this. Like, when that happened... What did you initially do with it? Like they say to leave the shoe on, take it off. Oh, leave it on. Leave it on. Tighten it up. It was it was so on that. They bad. said tighten it up. Do not take it off because it'll balloon. It'll balloon. So I went back to the trainer's room and they had. This was like kind of at the beginning of practice. I remember they had like an hour left of practice, and I was still back there, and the trainer took my shoe off finally. And she was looking at it. And she's like, "This ain't gonna be good." DG, you can vouch for this. That ankle sprain that I had, the aftermath of it, we were in the same gym class, and I would come through that week afterwards, and everybody looking at it, they were just like, that's unbelievable. That's not broken. Tell the listeners what it was like. I mean, <clears throat> it probably would have. you probably would have been better off to have broken it. Oh, I would have. I'm telling you, that, the black. The ligament damage was unbelievable. I miss just to let you guys know. I missed like four games that season because of this. And if and if you're in four games in high school basketball, that's like pushing two and a half weeks there. And that was not a good stretch for you to be out either. I mean, I no, I we, really missed playing Logan Elm that year. Yeah, we lost like I'm I'm gonna say like six of those eight games that we had in that stretch when you were had just gotten injured and then when you were trying to come on back. your way back. Yeah, yeah, man, it wasn't I, good. No, it wasn't. Um, so explaining this, like if you go from my toes, I'm talking all the way, it was a high ankle sprain. So I was swollen and black and blue from my toes all the way to mid calf. And I've never seen that before. Like half of my calf was 
I'm when I say this, it was pitch black, midnight blue. It was it was the nastiest thing I've ever seen. I wish I wish we had smartphones back then, like iPhones and stuff, so I could take pictures of this and remember it. But we didn't have that. We were all pushing rumors and razors back then. Flip phones. Yeah, flip phones. So we don't have that memory no more. But this thing was disgusting. That was bad. I remember we had gym in the afternoon. You were taking it as a sophomore. I was taking it as a senior because I hadn't had gym for some reason to that point. So I had to have gym to graduate. But I remember talking to Butler, our gym teacher, and I was like, "Hey, do you mind if I, if me?" Obviously, you weren't doing anything. You couldn't even walk. I couldn't walk. No, like you were on crutches. And I said, hey, do you mind if I sit gym class out today? I'm going to go help Rolski take care of his ankle. And he's like, yeah, that's fine. So I remember I go back to the training room. I get a bucket. Bucket of fill, ice. Fill it up with ice. Fill you it mean, up with some water. They didn't have that they fancy did. technology. They did, but Butler wasn't authorized to use it. Okay. It was only the basketball coaches. Yeah. Did that thing help, Eddie? What was it? Absolutely. I believe that's why. It was called a game ready. It was yeah, a game, game ready. ready. I that's believe right. absolutely why. That's why I got back. Within three weeks. And it just put pressurized ice-cold yeah, water. Yep. yep, it pressurized it. It got the swelling down. It was awesome. Those Dude, things were awesome. I don't even know if they have them anymore. How much do you think that thing cost, Adina? <sighs> Taxpayers' money? Oh, yeah. I would say every bit of... Pass that, Levy, boy. Say every, I'd, say, I'd, say, I'd say every bit of $6,500. I, I bet you so, this. I bet you it did. I mean, it probably had to come with attachments and different... Oh, yeah, you I'm telling you. That wasn't that no, it had, a, it had a shoulder attached. Shoulders, arms, elbow, legs, ankles. Knee. It had it all. Oh yeah, sixty-five. I bet you it did. But I'm, but I'm not thinking. I'm not thinking that the school had to pay for that because the the uh, the trainers were like contracted out to the schools through the hospital. So that's Adina. probably yeah. Well, okay. I'm telling you, it cost that much. That was a prime time piece of equipment, boys. I'm yeah. telling you, Dina's got some good. It worked insurance. Yeah, it but worked. anyway, like. Yeah, I remember like getting you set up during gym class. They kids would be out there playing dodgeball and capture the flag and this, that, and the other. And like I was just getting you set up. Hey, man, you gotta ice your ankle for the next forty-five minutes, and we get you set up, and you just sit there, and I just sit next to you, talk to you the whole time. No, I'm with Did you. you put heat on it? I mean, yeah. How much is it, Corey? The K? Three yeah. grand? Three with, with attachments or without attachments? Looks like there's only one attachment. Okay, one attachment. So now we're buying attachments. It literally looks like something on the back of we we definitely featured DeLorean. We definitely inflated the price, but I mean it's it's still an expensive piece of equipment, even with the attachment. Blow it out your ass. All right, so moving on. Anybody else got anything they'd like to talk about? Uncle Buck, big Michigan guy. We playing football this year or what? (sighs) I don't know. I mean. If there's no fans or half the fans, you know how I am, I would play a high state in the shoe with fifty thousand fans, I'll take that. Instead of hundred and ten. Yeah. Okay. Even 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 the playing field a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Hypothetically, what about no fans? No fans? Is that better sense. is that better than nothing or is sure that is. is that worse than nothing? I don't know. <sighs> It's probably better than nothing. It's at the shoe this year. I mean, yeah, it's at yeah, the it's shoe, at the 120, shoe. and then you know, it's it's that goddamn third down. They start playing ACDC when the bell tolls. It's in our quarterback's head. He pisses down his hell's leg. bells. No, his knee pads it's are wet. Is it hell's bells? Bow, shove it up your ass. It's hell's bells. <laughs> you know, I mean, play some 
fucking Garfunkel and shit or whatever they're called. I don't know. So, so you would rather, I'm going to ask, this is for the whole table here. We got a round table going on here at Sip and Serve Podcast Studio right now. This is for the whole table. Would you guys rather watch sports on TV with no fans, no sound, no nothing, just watching guys run the football and throw the football, or would you rather just nix it? Because I'm going to tell you what I think. I think I would rather – I think the, the atmosphere is what makes the game. Absolutely. So – 120,000 fans. That's what I'm saying, house. man. That's what I'm saying. Like, I would rather them just nix it. Let's get over this shit and let's just go to next year because this year's already messed up. I mean, it really is. I mean, NBA season's messed up. What do you up. do with the recruits? I mean, do you. Yeah, that's a good. I mean, do you give them an you, extra year? Or just extra scholarships? Extra scholarships? What do we do? That's what I want to talk about. I mean, what do you guys think? I think there should be a. They just add 10, 15 extra scholarships. I don't disagree with that. You let these guys get a whole year of college in academically and then, I mean,. They're inclined to play. I mean, stay maybe, play. maybe they'll get a, a year of academics in. Maybe not. I mean, if things spike again, who's to say they won't shut everything down? I'm sure. telling you. I'm telling you. With this stuff that's going on now, these states are shutting down bars now. Everybody's shutting stuff down after they've already opened. These kids, I'm not just talking college. I'm talking high school, elementary. These kids aren't going back to school in the fall. I'm telling you, these high school kids, the way this stuff's spiking again, they're not going to be able to play fall sports. I'm not even certain that they're going to get back for basketball season. So what does that do, like, not just or like, What do these kids do? That's what I'm saying. Career-wise. Can you graduate these kids? They haven't went to school for a year and a half. Are you eligible to give them a diploma, high school diploma? Is this what the testing's for? I don't know. I just know that most districts, they have plans in place to get kids back in school, at least part-time, hopefully full-time. But my question is, you know, what if five kids in the junior class test positive for for COVID nineteen? Like, what what happens then? I mean, do they shut the? You're going to have to shut it down. They're just going to have to shut it down. They've been through the whole school, right? They've been everywhere. Yeah, I mean, they don't they don't shut the shit down when fifty percent of the class has chlamydia. Yeah, you're right about that. (laughs) But it's also a non communicable disease. It's an well, STD. You're going to have well, to be touching testicles for that. Not truly. You can share a toilet. Okay. Which which I'm all right with. A little do- finger pie, right? <laughs> I, knew, I knew he was going to work it in sometime. Yeah. With, with, Chris, golf, what say? with golf, you know, PGA tours started up. Yeah. You know, no fans. Like, who who gives a shit now, if we, golf, golf if we can got play. a gallery no, or not? Let me. Like, I'm golf okay. can't play. Why not? Not when a dude doesn't have his own clubs. Yeah, Dylan. I heard a story about you last weekend. You went golfing with these guys, and you didn't have your own set of clubs. You used to play in high school. What happened to him? I heard you had a putter and a driver. What's that about? I have have a putter, a driver, and a sand wedge. That's it. Why? Because I sold my irons. Why? I didn't like... Well, first of all, they were 20 years old, 25 years old. The grips were all cracked on them. I didn't want to go get them re-gripped. Fifteen bucks, regrip them. Keep going. They're too short. They were too short anyway. So here's my thing. So I was going to. I said, you know what? I'm going to sell these. I'll get you know hopefully a couple hundred bucks out of them. I'm going to go get a nice set of irons. I'm going to get them fitted. Get the grips I like on them. 
I have it, you know, I went and got a new bag. I got a nice bag. I was going, I, I had the set of irons picked out. $400 I, bag. Yeah, he's got yeah. a nice bag. We got a nice bag, but we ain't got no clubs put in. $20 worth of clubs. Yeah, so your I Your balls are worth more than your clubs. I just haven't got around to buying a set of irons yet. That's all. Are I mean, you ever going to? I mean, yeah, probably eventually. I just, I don't know. I haven't <laughs> sat down and, and found a... A good used set of irons that I like. I'm not definitely not buying new irons. I'm not good enough for that. I'm Copy not. that. No, you are pretty good. I mean, I'm I'm going to give you this. Plus, I mean, typically the guys I golf with are all sitting at this table. We're so, pretty shitty, and they all have irons, and they all don't care if I use them. So, what's the rush? You know what I mean? Yeah, but you don't want to be that guy showing up to a golf course with a putter. I mean, you using my irons is like you and I sitting in the bathroom and Dutch ruttering. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I wish I knew what Anyways, that means. Anyways, Levi, <laughs> the house the house that you live in now is sitting on a golf course. And I want to ask you this. Do you ever take advantage of that golf course? Absolutely. Like, what, what, what do you do? The eighth you... green is right. I mean, it's literally what? 60 Wait, feet? Is that a par you, three? It's a par, par three. You go out, about on, you go out on your back deck, back deck and you can watch people golf that whole from the tee box. Well, let me just put it this way. To the putting green. I mean, the whole the whole thing. The five years that we've lived there, yeah. thank God that they pay for this, but we probably had anywhere between three and five broken windows. And we're talking shattered. Oh, yeah. If a golf ball is traveling, it's going to bust it. A, a bad slice off the tee. Yeah. And he's, he's in trouble. Your guys' condo is right in the line of fire. Yeah. So are the trees. I mean, Corey with a K would know that. He's... Literally, the tree was uh, the greatest shot I've ever seen in my life, right? We're in a Monday Night League, Corey and I. What do you do? <laughs> this tree beat the shit, right? There's not even a top on it. Big old crack down the middle. And he goes to tee off, par three. Smacked it. And stuck right in that thing. Stayed in the tree? Like in the trunk? About 30 feet up. It, it stuck. It just went. Never came down. <laughs> like, is there a V in the in the tree or what? No, so it was like a dead tree. And it was like 10 feet in front of us and probably 50, 60 feet to the right. And I just left the club head open. Went right stuck in that dead tree. I guess that next following week, the lands, landscaper was supposed to cut that tree down. But they saw my ball up there and they kept the tree. <laughs> so it should still so be. It's a landmark. Yeah, it's a landmark. It's a damn landmark. Climb up there and get that thing. <laughs> that is what you call a chili dipper. So you well, take advantage of living on the I mean I don't I don't play the entire course. You just play I'm lazy as hell. A few holes. I mean, here I'll, and there. Yeah. I'll grab my bag, five or six balls, a couple clubs, whatever. Chip one in the green, you know, take a couple drives. I'll tell you what, I don't blame you. I'd be doing the same thing if it was in my backyard. I mean, DG and I, there's several times he would come over and we would just take two clubs, right? Whatever we're teeing yeah, you, off with. It's you, a part you, three. You know what you're going to tee off with because yeah. you played it dozens Well, I mean, of when times. I say grab our clubs, it was I would grab three of my clubs. Grab your clubs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'd take my putter. You would bring a couple tall boys. That's about it. That's all you're bringing, DG. Well... Are they diesels at least? I'd usually hit... Because <laughs> if you're only playing one hole, you better have a couple diesels. Now, this is probably after... I don't know, seven or eight after four pounds of steaks. Yeah, then, go we, on, dude. then we walk out. Maybe for you. Okay. I'd usually use your balls too. I usually but he would didn't... smoke me. 
and it's my hole. It's your hole, and he'd it's still my beat your ass. And, and we, we would play best out of three, you know, tee shots. Yeah. See, I would love that. Like, and if I could dude, have some buddies over and we could just walk onto a hole and just be, you know, a little tipsy out there having a good time and just tee off and just have a little party out there, that'd be awesome. But by no by no means were we rude. Like, we would, no. let, we would let people, and then we would just... And you just, just go on. Yeah. Well, most of the time we were out there playing, it was, like, right at sunset. Like, it was just starting to get dark. So nobody was even on the course anyway, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, it was perfect. I mean, yeah, to go, I, I take advantage of it. Now, awesome. Now, do you, you take your wife out? Do you, you guys play, or... She she don't like golf. Or? Uh, I'll I'll say this: we did go to the driving range probably a week back, and she's fantastic at it. So no, she does well, not go with me. Okay, <laughs> that's just a boy, you know. Just take the boys out. Yeah, I mean, not to be rude or anything, but let's be honest. I mean, I take a shit by myself, and I golf by myself. Okay, so I'm gonna keep it at those two activities that I do. Other than that, I love being with her. I love her to death, but. One thing yeah. I'm gonna keep. Well, you got you kind of have to have a separation from the. She reads. I can't. You could put a a Doctor Seuss book in front of me, and I'm three pages deep, and I toss it out the window. I mean, yeah. DG's given me how many books? I probably, <laughs> I probably given this dude three or four of my own books. Like, dude, his favorites. I know you're not a reader, but you get started on this thing. I guarantee you'll like it. And yeah. I sat down to take a dump. And I literally read the back of the shampoo bottle, and I can't stand it. I mean, so you don't even is, get you don't even get through the introduction. No, or? I mean, Here's I read the, I read the back of it. Here's a fun fact: branching off your shampoo bottle. Back when I was a kid, we actually the house I'm living in now it used to be my parents' house. We remodeled it a little bit, but this bathroom right here used to be a little shithole. And literally, yeah, it used to be just a shithole. <laughs> So a we, camper shittle, basically. So in the in the uh, cabinet or whatever there beside me by the sink, I used to put football cards, and I would literally pull out the football cards, and I'd read the back of them while I was shitting. That's brilliant. Yeah. What is? Because we didn't have phones back then, guys. I was like 13, exactly 14. Right. right. I'll just read the back a of back football of cards. An Xbox. Yeah. Game. Yeah. Just or, or the movie, DVD, exactly. VCR, didn't matter. What is it about reading something, though? You have to. Like, I mean, I, I've taken the like the hand soap from the sink, and I've read the back of it before. Yeah. There, there was nothing else it's to read. It's always about reading. Let's See, be honest. Back in the day, we didn't have the cell phones. We couldn't get on Twitter. We couldn't get on Facebook. Right. We couldn't scroll through Instagram. We're reading stuff. I mean. You got to take your mind off the thing that's coming. <laughs> Yeah, coming but, out. But yeah. listen, like, yeah. in the age of smartphones, you know, I have Hulu on my phone. It's okay? all about getting your phone dirty. You're not going to take a dump you? and watch. look at your phone. That's disgusting, That's beside you the, savage. That's beside the point. You're not watching movies, oh are you? Oh, my God. I'm just saying, I got a TV show. I oh, like to watch. <laughs> Wait, so you go out to your house after you've served dinner three days ago and your trash is out by the road and you go out and you eat it? No. I mean, that's what we're talking about. What You're sitting there looking at your phone, taking a dump. Your finger is all nasty. And this is gritty. beside the point. Man. No. I sat, I just, I just sat down. You're this disgusting. is like sitting in a chair. My, I my couldn't hands aren't watch dirty. a TV show while I'm doing it. But here's, this is my point. I'm sitting there watching a TV show, but it's not doing anything for me. You know what I mean? Like I hit pause. I put my phone aside. It's like, it's not happening Try for me. Try Pornhub. But then, 
But then I but then I grab something off the off the back of the the toilet that has some words, you know, some literature, something I can read, and then all of a sudden it's all about the literature. That's what I'm. That's it's what all we're about reading. You have to be reading something. So you're um, saying I'm not as dumb as I think I am when it comes to reading. But it can be on the phone or a hard book, right? Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. But it's got to be reading. It's, yeah, we're not watching nothing. I agree with you on that. We're not watching anything while we're dumb. We're reading. Hey, speaking of that, have you guys, have you heard of the dude wipes? I have. Actually, go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. No, I, I was just, that popped no, in because I ran out wipes. of toilet paper and instead of turtle walking my ass to the cabinet where the toilet paper's at, yeah. Haley got me like five packages right. of dude wipes. So let right? me ask you this. Menthol. I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested. What's I've, I've been listening to podcasts because that's all I do at work. I mean, you got one of the greatest ones that I've heard lately. Besides Sip and Serve, obviously, I listen to other podcasts, and Dude Wipes is one of their sponsors, and they're always talking about Dude Wipes. So explain to me exactly, is it just like a baby wipe? Let's just say it's a baby wipe times 10. Say that you stood up, screw a bidet, right? You know what a bidet is? You guys, the thing that squirts the water up your ass and cleans it out? Yeah. Screw that. They pay thousands of dollars for a bidet. A lot of money. A dude wipe, right? It's like you bend over doing some yoga toe touches and an angel blows on your butthole. Yeah. That's a a dude wipe. That's what they explain it as. So hold on a minute. So is it just one? You just need one. Uh, I mean, I get messy. (laughs) Yeah, oh, I've heard about your poops before. Well, dude. he's he's you, over here eating a four pound steaks once a day. Yeah, he's told me when he when he when he does it, he's got to take a shower after it. I shit naked. Shit naked, then shower naked. If I if if everybody took a dump like I do, and you guys took about your five worst places to take a shit, yeah, right? Yeah, it is my bathroom. If you come and take a shit in my bathroom, you got you don't want shit there. If I could invent something for people that take a dump like I do. It would be like a mud flap that you put around, say, your your waist that keeps it from the backflow. You know what I'm saying? Get a visual image. I'm visualing. Is splatters that bad? Oh, it's horrible. Oh, boys, it's nothing solid about it. Imagine a big canvas, right, that these artists, you know, slap paint around. You take the lid off that bucket and you just... Oh, my gosh, dude. You're so little, though, and it... You've got that much power behind that? Yeah. I mean it's it's imaginable what comes out of me. I'm sorry. I mean for the for the listeners, I, I don't if you vomited in your mouth, I'm sorry, but I'm just we're it's the round table, right? Yeah, it's the round table. We can talk about whatever God we want. Christmas trees on. I the, mean the Christmas so, trees sorry. on, the, it's lit. And hey, don't I, fact check me. I'm glad you're honest about Thank that. you. I mean yeah. honestly. Yeah, I appreciate cute. that. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. So Trying to get away from the poop game here. I'm gonna stay with Uncle Buck. I'm gonna bring in. I'm gonna bring in his sister into this conversation. That crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna bring in his sister. Let's talk about. Let's talk about when I think about Uncle Buck and his family. You know, one thing that comes into mind is his crazy ass sister Abby. And I'm gonna tell you all. She throws one of the wildest, and when I say wildest, Halloween parties that you would ever imagine. We've all been to them. Everybody's laughing right now. 
everybody's laughing right dude, now, but dude, she tops it every everyone. Like everyone. she's gotta go above and beyond every everyone she had. So we're gonna have a little round table here about the Halloween parties we've been to. And I'm gonna tell you right now, the first one that comes to mind is when she brought that freaking boa constrictor at me that one year. She had that petting zoo. And she got that snake out, and it was wrapped around her arm. And she knows I hate snakes. And she was chasing me a house around the house with this freaking huge snake oh, around her at arm, at least ten feet. Right? Oh, dude, it was huge! It was huge, and it was wrapped around her body. And she was just chasing me around this house. And when I say around the house, you're like, oh, oh, she's just chasing you up and down the stairs. No, people, this is a house packed full of probably 150 people or more. And there's nowhere to go, so I'm pushing people around to get away from this snake. And she's just running. She's just laughing. Like if stuff's falling over, like lamps are falling over, she don't even care because she's having a great time. <laughs> her her carpet afterwards is just like she had. She's got to have professionals come in and clean this thing. Was that last year? Like nineteen? No, no, that was like two years ago okay. that she did that. But I thought nineteen was pretty solid. Was that? This past one? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, the one where the strippers were dancing on you in the living room? I, I. <laughs> they wasn't dancing on me. Was it on me? Did you Did you wake up with, with, <laughs> with the sore throat? My wife was right beside me. Yeah, no. she wasn't happy. No, she wasn't. Anyways, so these, these Halloween parties we go to, we're talking a household in a cul-de-sac with nice houses being built. So when they first built this house, Levi, correct me if I'm wrong, they were probably like the first three or four uh, to be built. Probably about the first like twenty. They're midway. Oh, I mean, if you look, if I you're don't looking, know about that. If you're looking at the front of the house, if you go to the right yeah. as you pull in, I mean, all that was there prior. I believe. Are you sure? Yeah, maybe not. I, I feel like the first year I was there, there was they were like the first three or four. <laughs> but anyway, it don't matter. They're in a cul-de-sac with really, really nice houses, and. They throw this house party every year for Halloween. Granted, they had a few kids here and there, so they had to take a few years off. So we took a few years off, but when they came back, let's just say it was stronger than ever. Am I right? I mean, I've been to a couple of, like, Athens Halloween parties. Yeah. And I could compare. I mean, you're talking college kids in their prime, right? Yeah. So we're talking. And amazing amounts of alcohol. And you have, what are we, 25, 26, 27, you know? Yeah, I mean, we're older. Put them down. In the gutters. Yeah. I mean, when I, walked, when I walk into this house, I'm seeing liquor bottles. And when I say liquor bottles, she's got this island that she calls a bar. She would have, oh my gosh, she would have. I don't least, want to underball her, but I'll say at least $600 worth of liquor. Well, yeah, every bit. I was going to name the number of bottles she had on the table, and I was going to say at least forty or I was I was going to say at least forty or fifty bottles of liquor. Now, I mean, they were probably used from previous. Nah, probably Maybe. not. Maybe, Maybe not. But probably some not. were untapped. Some hadn't been opened. Oh, a lot of them weren't. So, they're they're they might be using liquor from before that hadn't been drank, but most of the bottles hadn't been opened. So these are brand new bottles. These people. Are buying. And we're not talking, what's what's DG's Kamenskavatska? Kamenatsu Vodka. The, no, it's not the gas station it's great, stuff. It's, it's great It's seven ninety nine fifth from the gas station. Dude, this, this spread she has at her Halloween parties puts a lot of bars to shame. 
That's true. I mean, it's not low shelf. No. Yeah, oh. she's got like a smoothie she's got any, machine. Anything you could want in there. Anything you could want. Let's just say if you want to end up in a ditch with alcohol poisoning, it's, I mean, sky's the limit. Let's just say, Pierce, if you were out back digging your ditch at your house, you wouldn't make it back to the house if you had been to this party. You're not digging cattails out tonight, brother. No. Anyway, they got a big old pond behind their house, so that's why I made the cattail joke. But anyway, so a few memories that I've got from these parties. One, the first memory that pops into my head was when we were all dressed up like the Batman characters. So I think I was Two-Face. Great two-faced. Yeah, I thought... Skanky as, yeah. as all good happens. Yeah, skankier in hell, but you know what? Look good. We did it. Levi might have been Bane. I feel like Haley was Poison Ivy. Yeah, uh, you had Joker in there, too. Zach was Joker. No, Zach was Batman. Batman. Rouse. Rouse was Joker. No, nah, he Talk was. He looked like he came straight out of the Goodwill. <laughs> <laughs> No offense, Roush. Anyways, by Christ. the end of the night, us Batman characters, we were jumping off the roof onto an inflatable. And when I say inflatable, she had full-size gladiator rink inflatables in her front yard with like the, what what do they call those? When they had the, uh, like, I call the, them Q-tips. No, the joust. The joust? Yeah. They look like Q-tips, but yeah. they had big old balls on the end. You're trying to knock a guy off. And it's like one, one-on-one one platform. Yeah, pedestal. Are they padded? Yeah, they're padded, okay. but they're standing on the pedestals, and they're knocking them off. So we got the bright idea late at night that we are going to get on top of this roof, and we're just skydiving onto these blow-ups. Sounds like a great idea. 25 uh, feet. Oh, it was at least 25, 30 feet, and we're just skydiving like cannonballing on these pedestals. <laughs> oh, man, I got a video somewhere. I think your sister was dressed up like a... Uh, she was a, uh, what are those, Japanese karma... karma uh, ge- geisha? I was going to say karma sutra. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> that ain't it. What the hell sutra. are we talking about? But she was dressed up like a... Was it... Dylan, what you got? A geisha? DG, what you got? I don't know. I don't know either. It's like... She was, she had like the kimono on. She had her hair done up, and she was all like, she had like really white makeup on. Like I don't she know. was a geisha. That was it. Anyway, she jumped off the roof. She did a cannonball. And we're like, oh, we're doing it too. So here comes the Batman characters. I think honestly, I think she ended up biting her tongue in half, like yeah. almost oh, in yeah. half. Yeah, she was bleeding bad. Yeah. I remember that. She's a champ. So we jumped off the roof. We've done that. We've had petting zoos. We've had guys on stilts doing tricks, right? Um, yeah. We had uh, a guy on stilts when his head was almost hitting the ceiling. He was on stilts. Yep. Was he making balloon animals? What was he doing? Perverted balloon animals. Yeah, that's what it was. There Perverted. was a uh, there was a girl that showed up and she was doing like her whole act was she had like these rings like like mini hula hoops and she would like dance and like the Oops would go around her neck and her head and her waist and her arms. Like, she'd be doing all of them. I don't remember her being all that impressive. What I do remember is she ate damn near all the Halloween cookies on the table. I mean, she ate everything in sight. <laughs> so she might have been doing an extracurricular out in the car. I don't even think she was in, like, what do you call it? Which Like which, a person at the party that sh- should have been there. Well, I the think perform- she might have snuck in. She heard she about did. the party and she just came <laughs> yeah. in. That's the what per- I think she did. Like, Abby will let the performers have drinks too, right? Like, 
They can. Oh yeah, you know, it's whatever. open Mi bar. Casa es su casa. It's open yeah, bar. Well, I don't know if Absolutely. you guys mentioned this or not, but like there was that one year, there was a a legit DJ in the living room. There was like a legit dance. Yeah, that party was his cousin happening in the living room. Yeah, that was nineteen. That was last. Who's year. cousin? <laughs> Uncle Bucks. <laughs> Come on. I mean, like we're talking. Anyway, we had a DJ. Disco balls, fog machine, yeah. laser light show. I'm Whoa. pretty sure. Were you there? If I almost got raped dancing that night. Well, you might have to go a little bit more in depth here. I mean, she was full grope. She was underneath the scrotum and everything. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, fan- I remember that. It was fantastic. <laughs> but it wasn't. It wasn't your wife. No, you was getting raped. Yes. Okay, but it was fantastic. Moving on. Um, <laughs> hey, we we better edit that. Another no, okay. another another <laughs> memory, and I'm just I'm I'm. I'm just bringing this up because this is really what happened. They always bring food trucks. They always bring food trucks. Like when you guys think of a Halloween party, like yeah, she's she's she is providing the alcohol. We had three kegs with a tent outside in the driveway. Three kegs. We had probably forty bottles of liquor on the counter inside. We had daiquiri machines. We had slushies. We had it all. But. The thing that I remember the most was she was always messing with me. As you've heard from previous pods, I'm, you know, I'm a big stripper guy. Pierce, you could probably elaborate on this. You're a big stripper guy too. <laughs> they told me that these strippers were coming all night long, <laughs> and I, had, I didn't believe her. I thought she was just messing with me. And I'm now, telling when you, she said strippers. They came out of nowhere. Yeah, she, you're telling me. <laughs> see, she told me a completely different story. She said, "What well, tell you, tiny, tiny strippers? Oh, uh, midgets. Whoa, 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 whoa! I think you mean little people. Yeah, yeah. I apologize for saying that. Go on, Levi. No, that. I mean, that's what Abby told me. She for the past three previous Halloween parties, we're gonna have them there. So when these women showed up that looked oddly out of character or shouldn't have been there or wasn't in costume. Huh. I ain't gonna watch this shit. We knew what was... Well, when they showed up, we knew what was happening. They wasn't tiny. No. They they come out of the car and we're just like, oh shit. Here they are. Here they are. And you know, we all kind of perked up because we never thought they were coming. I thought she was messing with us the whole time. I didn't bring, I didn't bring enough money. I... <laughs> I don't think anyone did because we thought she was messing with us the whole time. I mean. But, you know, at the end, she came through. And I'm not going to get into detail on this podcast what actually happened in that living room because. Let's just say sanitizer wipes were involved. Yeah, sanitizer wipes, sanitize uh, hand wipes. It didn't matter what happened. The COVID was not at yeah, that you part. Could, you couldn't do that nowadays no, with the COVID. No. no. <laughs> no well, we did that night. Anyways. All of our wives are there. We didn't do nothing wrong. Moving on. Hey, can I ask a question? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So, sports-wise, right? Yeah. Ice in the veins. Clay, I'm going to start with you. Ice I, in I the probably, veins. I probably already know your, your answer. Ice in the veins. Ice in the veins. Who, who is your greatest and favorite? Who do you think is the most, when it comes down to crunch time, getting you the victory? 
I, I that's why I said. I mean, you can't just shrug okay. your lanky ass shoulders like that and say. Yeah, yeah. See, I'm not on YouTube right now, so people can't see me shrugging my shoulders and giving you a look like. Well, we'll I just can't. We'll get there. No, the. Well, our main goal to the listeners, we're we're we want to do this live on YouTube. That's our main goal. But, you know, that, that takes money, and it's money we don't have right now, so we're trying to work our way And up. not all the listeners know that you are this person's, like, favorite. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've told him before, but to whom who hasn't been in the Sip and Serve podcast studio, if you look around this thing right now, there's two people that takes up this whole room, and that's Michael Jeffrey Jordan and Kobe Bean Bryant. So if I had to... If I had to rely on one guy to give me the last shot, I'm going to go with the guy who's tattooed on my arm. That's Kobe Bean. Can you give me some examples? I mean, this guy, I mean, examples, I mean, just look up on YouTube. I mean, he's got game winners after game winners. Now, you can you can you can reach back into the archives and say he's missed a lot. That's fine. But it takes a special person to take those shots and accepts failure, too. True. So, Kobe's missed a lot of game winners. I'm not going to lie. He shoots a lot, and we all know that. Kobe shoots a lot. But it takes a special person to take that responsibility to miss a game winner and lose it for his team. But it also takes the responsibility to put on his shoulders to win the game for his team. And Kobe's my guy. He always has been. Pierce, what do you think? I mean, I don't really know if I got a guy, but I mean, I love baseball. Um, so, I mean, if you had a guy, okay, let's put you in a situation. If it was a ninth inning, three two count, time tie game, who's your batter? Who would you put up the bat? I probably threw Barry Larkin out there. Oh, Reds. Okay. Yeah, I like it. Hey, what what university do you go to? <laughs> <laughs> Hit me with it. University of Michigan, bud. Huh. Huh. Dylan, what do you think? Basketball. Anyway. Any game. If it's if we're talking NBA, then it's gonna have to be Michael Jordan. No disrespect to Kobe. No, I agree with you. Like I said, the half you're on right now, you're on the Michael Jordan side of the Simmons Serve Podcast studio. I'm on the Kobe side. If if MJ and Kobe are on the same team, then and we're in that we're in that timeout, and it's the last possession of the game seven of the NBA finals. It's a fist fight. I think it could go either way. Oh, it's a no, fist. It's I a agree fist with you. Fight. It, it go either way, guys. It's a fist fight. And Who's I'm, taking the last shot? I'm not. I'm telling you, those guys might fight. And if you listen to the Michael Jordan documentary, he respected Kobe so much. Did you see that uh, speech he gave at Kobe's? Uh, I wouldn't want to say a funeral, but they gave that, they yeah. had that uh, yeah. ceremony in the Staples Center. Michael Jordan was crying because he knew, he knew Kobe was the closest to him that would ever come to him. They were, they were, they were cut, tight. They were cut from the same cloth. Exactly. Same type exactly. of Exactly. So, so if, if Michael Jordan heard you say Kobe over him, I don't think he'd care. And I, Kobe wouldn't care if you said Jordan over him because they knew. I agree with you. But I'm probably going to go MJ. If we're talking baseball, that same situation you gave TJ. Yeah. 3-2 count, bottom of the ninth. Tie game. World Series. You better put 
Number two, the captain in there, Derek Jeter. What university did he go to? It doesn't matter. It's not important. Oh, shit. Yeah, we got there, two Michigan there guys he comes again. Up. Whoa! I tell you, shit. if we're talking NFL, I'll just go trifecta for you, bub. Tom Brady? Yeah. You better <laughs> pick Tom Brady. Yeah. There's Jesus. no one else to pick. Yeah, I, he's, nah, he's something else. I'm about to. You're never going to guess it. All right, so here we go. Merrick. You hit football, right? Yeah. I'm going to go, you're never going to guess, Adam Vinatieri. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. How many Super Bowls did that dude kick? Maybe not in the last second, at least two. But put them up, you know, minute and a half, minute left from deep, right? But it's not that that got him there. You remember when they played Oakland in the snow? The tuck roll. Exactly, Corey. Final second, field goal. Right down the dick. So explain to, explain to the listeners what Corey just said. Let Corey do it. Yeah, go ahead, Corey. So that was the infamous tuck rule. It was Tom Brady's rookie year, second year. It was after, it was the, I, I think it's the second year. Sorry. It was when uh, Bledsoe got hurt. He became the man. Bledsoe got better. Tom Brady's still the man, but they were playing probably the best team in the NFL at the time was the Raiders. Was that when Rich Cannon was the quarterback? Yeah, Rich Cannon okay. was the guy, and Gruden was the coach. Yep. And then they sacked Brady, and, like, he fumbled clearly. And they called it some stupid rule that nobody's ever heard of before, the tuck rule. And instead of being a fumble and the Raiders ball with, like, a minute and a half left and the Raiders winning, Raider, uh, Patriots got to keep the ball and then had, like, ten more yards. Benatieri comes in, knocks in a field goal, and wins the game. So correct me if I'm wrong, Corey with the K. Keep the mic in front of you. You used to have a Charles Woodson oh, yeah. Raiders jersey. It's probably my favorite jersey. Okay. But you were a high State fan. Exactly. So, so what 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 so, went on there? So I got that it was a Christmas and that my dad knew. I mean, I was a high State fan. And dad knew that he, he, dad's not a Michigan fan. He, but he hates Ohio State, so yeah. So he got me the the jersey as a joke. He's like, he, he knew Charles Woodson was a Michigan man, and he got me a silver and black Charles Woodson jersey, and it's probably my favorite jersey because it was all silver, black numbers. Woodson, you I was always a big fan. Out of that in high I was school. always a big fan of Woodson. I still like listening to him on TV. I'm telling you right now, a lot of people, Merritt, get the get the mic back here, and you can argue with me on this, and. Dylan, TJ, a lot of people argue about the greatest football player, college football player of all time, and everybody throws out Reggie Bush. I'm like, seriously? I mean, yeah, he was great. He was great. Don't get me wrong. He was great. But <sighs> Charles Woodson. I got two. Who do you got? Besides, is Charles Char- Wood- oh, without a Woodson's doubt. one of yours. Charles Woodson. Dude, I he mean, played it all. He played every position, boys. The dude would play 120 snaps a game. Who does that? Hey, Levi. Especially when you could hit. Doesn't happen. The guy, sorry, I don't remember, but the guy from Michigan a few years back that plays for, used to, he got drafted Your by. Your Peppers? Peppers. Me and you, when, me, you and Zach, when he first got to Michigan, we thought he was going to be the next Woodson. It Am was I it. correct? It was it. But he, he fiddled out. He was, I mean, he was good, but it was just, it's a different, Woodson was on such a different level. Yes, yes. Explain, Explain to him what you think about Woodson. Woodson's, I mean, he's, 
by far, in my opinion, one of the best defensive players ever to play the sport. Without a doubt. I mean, that's why you don't typically see... He's going to be a Hall of Famer. Def- uh, defensive players win the Heisman Trophy. I mean, what else do you need? Returning punts, kickoffs. Who's the... I mean, name one person that's ever had two pick sixes and a punt return in one game. You can't do it. What's in him? I mean, he was an athlete, boys. But my second on the, the greatest... Carson Palmer, USC. Really? It probably stunned everybody, but watch. You think, you think he is if, the uh, What was his name? Van Olenhofen? Uh, from Pittsburgh. Kimo Von Olenhofen. If yeah. he did not, I mean, this is a completely different subject, but if he did not roll over Carson Palmer's leg on the second play, 66-yard pass to Chris Henry in the wild card, they you pro- think You think Palmer would have been one of the greats? Without a doubt, man. If he wouldn't have tore they In that run, I think they could have won or would have won the Super Bowl. Really? And maybe, who knows, two or three more. Who's, who's you thought the, Palmer was that good. Palmer was the, the best quarterback I've ever seen, like on TV and before in person. Before he got hurt. Before he got hurt. Who is the back? The backup? No, the, the running back. Uh, Corey Dillon, maybe? Yeah, it was no, Corey. No. Wasn't Dillon was, at was, that time? Johnson? That was after Rudy his time. Johnson. Rudy Johnson yeah, Rudy from Auburn. Johnson or maybe Sed Benson. Yeah. But, yeah, Carson Palmer is probably my my all-time greatest college football player. Watching him play under Pete Carroll. I mean, he was there with Reggie Bush. He's phenomenal. The thing about Reggie Bush, man, he was – such a great athlete in college, and then USC just screwed him. When they came out with all those allegations and stuff, and then he went to the NFL. I mean, he had his rookie season was all right, and then he just kind of he got hurt and he fell off. But why, like nowadays, USC brought him back into the USC program? Because, recruiting, recruiting. Because all this stuff, I'm just like, why would you do that to him before, and then you just bring him back? 15 years later. Because they were in a hole, man. I know. That's what I'm thinking. Like, I mean, it's... And they brought O.J. Mayo back, too. I'm just like, why How many you... years did O.J. play at a USC? Two? One. One? One and it was done? just one. One and done. I'm just like... I wish I would have seen him play. O.J. Mayo. I seen O.J. Mayo play at the shot. And I seen him and Bill Walker play. This is live? Oh, live. The, when I was a kid. Was he at Oak Hill? Is that Oak Hill Academy? Was it Oak Hill? Well, okay. he was at Oak Hill, and then he went to North College Hill down in Cincinnati for a time as well. I seen okay. him play when he played for North College Hill. That's the school I was looking for. I knew it wasn't Oak Hill. So, DG, great call on that. I seen him play at the shot, and he, him and Bill Walker, both NBA players, keep in mind, played in high school. And, boys, when I'm telling you, something else. Like, if, if you can imagine, Pierce, look at me in the eye here. If you were if you were guarding OJ Mayo and I was guarding Bill Walker, I'm telling you right now, we look like some preschoolers compared to them. Yeah. I mean, it, it's no comparison. I mean, this guy was throwing alley oops to Bill Walker and he was tomahawking at the same time. And these two went to the same high school. Same high school. Same time. And then there was this they also had on their team, there was a seven footer. His name was Keenan Ellis. He was seven foot tall. He was skinnier than a rail. 
But all they did, they just needed him for backup. When they got doubled, they'd just throw Noop to him, and he would dunk two hands easy, just like that. He wasn't that skilled around the basket. He didn't have no post moves. He was skinnering and rail, so he'd get pushed out of the paint. But when a double team came to OJ or Bill, they'd throw Noop to him, and he would just dunk it every time. So, dumb question, did they win state or whatever they played you in? You know what? I really don't know if they did. Nationals or? I'm not sure. You know, we don't fact check on this podcast, but that was a great high school game. I seen it to shot. Now, OJ Mayo, what year? LeBron was what, 2003? Uh, OJ Mayo was <clears throat> pretty close to our age. So I'm going to say he. Let me interrupt here. We all know this. Drew Bob. He played Drew Bob at the Zane Trace Classic. Tip off classic. Senior year. Drew Bob, whatever year Drew Bob graduated. He played. He played against him like at the Zane Chase Paint Valley, Valley versus Payne. North College oh. Hill. So LeBron was before these guys. Yeah, he graduated in 02. So I'm not sure. We might need to pull up some fact checking bullshit on sip and serve. DG's got it. But Drew Bob played OJ Mayo and Bill Walker at the Zane Trace Classic in Chillicothe, Ohio, where we're from. Wow, it's unreal to believe, but it really happened. And that game was sold out because we had two of the top players in the state coming up at once against a team in our league. You said that was the ZT Classic? Zane Trace McDonald Classic. McDonald Classic. McDonald, whatever they called it. Yeah. Yeah. They played in Chillicothe, Ohio. Drew Bob guarded Bill Walker. And he was an NBA player. And if he wouldn't have tore if he wouldn't have tore his ACL, he went to Kansas State. If he wouldn't have tore his ACL. Bill Walker would have been a machine in the NBA, I believe it. He tore his ACL. I'm not sure if it was in college. I think it might have been like his first or second year in the NBA. He messed his knee up. This guy could sky. He was like six foot five, six six, and he could sky. Like I mean, I'm talking when I say sky, in high school, his head was at the rim doing these dunks. I mean, back to the injuries, like I mean ACL is bad. I mean you're going to have to recover, you know, about six months. But, I mean, my Achilles was extremely painful compared – I mean, not painful, but just the recovery process would just – and maybe because yeah. I'm older, but, yeah. Well, back back in the day, we're talking – DG, you got a year for me? Yeah, so he graduated high school in 07. Went to USC 07, 08, and then got drafted in the 08 draft. Okay. So, we're talking 07, 08. We're 2020 now. The medical field has has went forward since then. So, these guys, they're recovering from ACL injuries. But, I mean, Pierce, you know this. You never felt right since. Like, you couldn't move. I've asked you to play in uh, the basketball, the, what we call that? The uh, the games that we play in, Dylan. Alumni go, game. Alumni yeah. game. Yes, the alumni game. That's what I'm looking for. Thank you, Corey. Okay. TJ, I've asked you to play an alumni game three years running, and you haven't came because you said you you don't trust your knee or your Achilles. And I don't blame you. But these guys, they get that repaired, and they're going and competing in the NBA. So you know they're thinking the same thing. So that's how much the medical field has processed since – We've been around since 2007, 8. So, Rolski, you're talking about Walker and O.J. Mayo playing at the shot. One thing that I remember, and I think I was at 
the shot that same day. And I think the game before was actually Greenfield's Dante Jackson versus Upper Sandusky, John Diebler. And that was probably my favorite game was Dante versus Diebler. And I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that at all because I was there for that same game. Dante Jackson, let's break it down. Small kid, small town, Greenfield, Ohio, Southern Ohio. Great basketball player. D1 athlete. He could have went D1 in football. He could have went D1 in track. He could have went, and he did go D1 in basketball. He went to Xavier University. And he started as a freshman, I believe. Don't yeah. fact check me, but I believe he started as a freshman all yeah. four years. And played March Madness with with him, too. Exactly. So, Jackson was matched up with Diebler. They did that on purpose. And I'm going to tell you right now, Diebler was getting recruited by Ohio State at the time. So was Dante. Okay. I think at the time, Diebler was offered already and accepted. And like a month before, it was like a, they had like one – a Thad only had like one or two scholarships left, and he gave it to Diebler over Dante. Okay, well, Dante went into that game with a chip on his shoulder. I'm going to tell you that right now. That's for sure. And Diebler, Diebler was averaging like, what, 34, 35 points a game in high yeah, school? I think that was the, their, both of their senior years or maybe their junior years, but, yeah, they were averaging 40, the 50 games. Stupid amount, stupid amount of points a game Diebler was averaging. But Dante went into this game with a chip on his shoulder. And Upper Sandusky came into this game thinking they're just going to all-out press Greenfield. Like, why in the hell would you think you could press the 6'5 guy? He's pretty much a point guard. Dante was 6'5 point guard. And he looking like Magic Johnson in the high school ranks, running up and down the court. He broke this press like it was nothing. There was a power forward. His name was Jeremy Webster. He played on one of my OYB teams back in the day. And, I mean, he yeah, he was good. But he had like 40 points that game just because Dante broke the press and would lay off layups to him. I mean, yeah, he was a great basketball player, but Dante was just feeding. I guarantee that game Dante had 15, 16 assists, 25 points. And I guarantee – he. I think he had a trip dub. Am I wrong, Corey? I think so. I know. I think he close. did have a trip dub against Diebler that day. He was just laying it off to him. Uh, here's a hot take. I know Diebler went and played at Ohio State, had a great career, still playing, still playing professional ball. You know, plays, Overseas. Plays with Carmen's crew and, yep. and TVT. And I know Dante went to Xavier, which is not a Big Ten school. Unpopular opinion, maybe. At least in, when they were in high school, the better pure scorer, John Diebler. The better all-around player, Dante Jackson. I'm not disagreeing with that at all. Diebler was a pure scorer. He wasn't doing nothing else for your team. You get that guy the ball, he's scoring the basket. Dante, on the other hand, he'll bring it up to court. He'll give it away. He'll get it back. He'll score. He'll rebound. He'll dish it. Dante, like you said, Dylan, is a better all-around player. 100% agree. Corey with K, what you got? No, I agree. Uh, Dante all the way. I enjoyed that game. Like like, like Rolski said, said, I think Upper came in and was like, well, this guy's going to uh, – we got Diebler. He's going to Ohio State against this smaller Southern Ohio school. We're just going to run over him. They tried pressing. Dante got through it like hot knife and butter. They ended up scoring 100 points. They were the only team that day. It was like 16 teams playing in eight different games. And they were the only team to score 100 points just because they just kept putting it on. Upper kept pressing. 
Dan Tay kept cutting through and and they beat them. It was like a hundred to eighty or something. I'm gonna like tell that. you what, Corey. When we went to that game as kids, I think I might have been in. I don't know. I think I might have been in eighth grade. I think I was a junior, so yep. I think you were a freshman. Freshman, okay. Because I drove up there. I, I might have been. I might have been a freshman. You were a peant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pierce, I was a pipsqueak at the time. Yeah, peant. And and I'm gonna tell you when I went to that game. Everybody was talking up Diebler. This guy's averaging 35, 40 points a game in high school. I'm like, the, the Greenfield is going to get smoked. And that did not happen. Dante did not let that happen. And that's when I started to believe, like, Dante Jackson was the best player in Ohio that year. I feel like he should have won Ohio Mr. Basketball. I really do. Who won it that year? Did Diebler win it that uh, year? Yeah, it would have been Diebler. I think it was Diebler. And I – he shouldn't have got it. Diebler, I believe. I think I think Dante guarded Diebler that game and held him under twenty. Yeah, I really do. I, I think, think so. I think he held him under twenty. I think Diebler broke Jay Burson's record for um, all time. He's got the all time scoring title. Yep, that's correct. in the state of Ohio. Yeah, he does. Actually, no, I don't think he does anymore. Who's that white boy that played for Duke a few years back that went oh, to Dayton? Luke Kennard. Kennard. I think Kennard broke his title. Plays for the Pistons. Yeah, yeah right. he plays for the Pistons. Kennard broke Diebler's record a few years back, I believe. Don't fact check me on the Sip and Serve podcast, <laughs> but I do believe Kennard broke his record and he went to Duke. But moving on, Uncle Buck said he had something he wanted to talk about. No, I mean, John Diebler, he could probably swallow an M80 firecracker. Because you know how many like last second shots him and Evan Turner he could stroke. Ohio State guys can stroke. It made me want to puke. That Evan Turner half court shot. <sighs> oh, hits you in the dick, don't it? I mean, I've had a yeah. Where did where did Turner go in the NBA? When he pissed up, he's freaking played for ten different teams. Beers. Okay. Oh, Diebler still has a record. Does he? Is yeah. Kennard second? Kennard is third on the list. Who's actually. second? Uh, Zach Razile, Razil. Don't know who the he hell just he, he is. just graduated this year. Anyway, he uh he went to McDonald, which I believe is a D four school, but it looks like he has committed to West Liberty University. I think it's a D two school down in West went, Virginia somewhere. He went to McDonald. Yeah, McDonald, McDonald High School. I don't know where that is. It must be up northwest or northeast Ohio, because. Doesn't sound too familiar to me, but anyway, is that um, the same like same university as like Subway University, or is that different? Oh, I thought you said McDonald. McDonald High School. Oh, so I mean, Subway High School. You said McDonald, so we're just. I mean, it just didn't. Seem it's either right. Mc, yeah Burger King High School, yeah, Wendy's High School, something Burger like that. King. But anyway, Roll Rollski, I got uh, one more thought for you about the clutch performer question. Yeah. What do you think about Big Shot Bob as a clutch for performer? No, Robert it, Horry. It's funny that you bring this up because son of a bitch, I believe, has, don't fact check me, but I think he has seven rings. Seven. That's, I repeat, seven. Robert Horry. That's a career. And, guys, I'm not, I'm not caught up. I'm not caught up with my NBA history. Right now, because I'm a little tipsy, but I'm going to say he won two with the Rockets, three with the Lakers, and two with the Spurs. Am I right? Corey with the K is shaking his head. I have and I no think idea. Right. But I don't even know who the guy the is. The most memorable, the most memorable 
is the game when he was playing for the Lakers and he hit that shot that Kobe airballed and Shaq hit it right back out to him and he knocked that down. Now, don't fact check me. I think it might have been a game six versus the Kings. Corey, the came right or was it a seven? He's not sure. I'm not sure either, but I remember the replay. They hit I remember. It out. I remember watching that game live when it. Yeah, happened. I did too. They hit it out, and I was shaking in my shoes because I believed the Kings were going to win that series because I think they were up three two at that point, and they hit it out to Ori, and Ori caught it and hit it for three, and Kobe and Shaq grabbed him up. So that Robert Ori, I mean, he's got seven rings, man, and I believe he's a Hall of Famer. Now, a lot of people might argue with me that he's not a Hall of Famer because all he was was a role player. He probably averaged like eight points a game for his career. But think about all those title teams he played for. He started on most of them. And he hit big shots for most of those title teams. So I think Robert Ory, Big Shot Rob, should be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, I don't think it's a question. Seven rings, you hit those shots that he's hit – He's in. But, you know, you got him and Kobe on the same Lakers squad. Yeah? You're getting, what about you're, it? You're, you're still drawing up a, sh- a play to get Kobe the last touch. Am I right? Oh, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. The only reason he got that ball because it was, it was a mixed-up play. Yeah. Kobe airballed it. He had a guy in his head. Yeah, I mean, he had a it guy in his head. It was like Dave Givens drew the play out. It was just screwed <laughs> from the beginning. Is it, What was he, a power? Was he a power forward? He was a power forward. He played under Shaq and – he was, he was a stretch four. And all these people talk about the stretch four, stretch five. Robert Ory was the first one, I believe. I mean, we're talking 2000. I mean, the guy played in like 93, 94 with the Rockets championship team. And he was playing power forward. He was still shooting threes then. So he was, when I think about the stretch four, stretch five, I think about Robert Ory. Big shot Rob. Big shot Bob. I mean, he, he's out there knocking down threes. Back in the day, that was unheard of. You got a four or five staying at three-point line. They're like, what are you doing? So, good point bringing up Robert Ory. I mean, like I said before, I mean, it was the first stretch four, stretch five in the game. He won some championships with the Rockets in the early 90s. He won championships with Kobe and Shaq in the early 2000s. And he also won with... Uh, Tim Duncan with the Spurs in the later 2000s. So, DG, great question. Glad you brought it up. I know Merritt, he's been itching over here. He's been looking at me. Let it out, brother. I thought about this, right? Out of inventory football, but my favorite ice in the veins, hate it or leave it, love it, whatever, Mariana Rivera from the Yankees. The Sandman. Okay, hear me out. Night in, night out. The team expects you, the state, the city expects you to win the game. Three total pitches. I mean, 85% of the time he's thrown his 92-mile-an-hour cutter, right? Breaking bats. That, that cutter was just disgusting. Yeah. And, I mean, he's in the Hall of Fame, right? Yeah, yeah. 100, Hundred percent of the votes. Probably for, the best first, closer ever. Ever. His ever. first first ballot Hall of Famer. He got inducted last year. So best closer ever. No, that's a great pick, man. Um he 
I think he had like over 600 career saves. The next best closer in the history of the major leagues only had like, I don't know, like, like 400 maybe. He's got, I mean, he's just, he, without question, he's the best closer to ever play the, the game. But, yeah, I mean, you think about all the closers in the history of major leagues. Would you want to, would you, if you could hand pick a closer to be on your ball club? Is that you, not, is that not the tightest spot to be in? No. In almost any sport? No, right? I agree. I agree with you. What, what was his specialty? Was it? Was it the fastball? Or yeah, he threw a he nasty had it cu- all? He threw a cutter. It, it, was he a, had, it was a cut fastball. He had three pitches. And the cutter would literally break bats. It was like a slider that came in looking like a fastball and just... Cut the opposite direction. See ya. It, and it probably dropped a little bit, too. I mean, I honestly, he could probably throw it to cut in, to cut out, to cut down. Well, that's, I mean, that's the thing. They said that his... I don't know how pitchers are, but every his motions, every pitch that he threw looked identical. So when he threw this cut fastball into a left-handed pitcher or batter, it looked like a fastball coming in. But guess what happened? It cut. Breaks the bat. End of story. Game over. I mean, you have three outs to get. You're up one run. Bases juiced. In the highest in the highest pressure situations yeah, of the entire game. Of anything, how many World Series did he win? How was he several, involved like, in? Like several. S- yeah, like six or seven. And he probably was on the mound. If he was not saving, he was at least put in that position to keep the opposite team from scoring any more runs. You're exactly right. right. And they did not score. I mean, that's why he's nicknamed the Sandman. He put the team yeah, I, I to would de- sleep. I would definitely trust that man. Yeah. No doubt about it. Hey, that's a great point, Merrick. Glad you brought it up. One last thing between before we get to questions of the week, I want to bring up. I read this. It was a trending topic, kind of like me and DG brought up before. What's trending? I seen this today on the internet, and it kind of pissed me off a little bit. Um, Joe Biden usually don't get into political shit, but this guy kind of pissed me off today. Uh, he said that if he became president, that he was going to make us all, all of us Americans wear a mask in public. Joe, <laughs> good luck with that, brother. That's all I got to say to that. So is that, is that all he said? Like, No, he said that if he became president, he would use the government authority to make all Americans outside their house wear masks. What if what if there's a vaccine by then? Huh. Still? Well, I mean So is this a law? Yeah. He, he's making he's making us guys like right now. Like if if you walked out of the Sip and Serve podcast studio to go to your car, you'd have to wear a mask legally. But who's look let me ask yeah, you. Who, who's regulating this shit? Yeah, let Joe? me ask let me hey, look. Joe. Joe, you regulating this shit or what, bro? It's more like exotic Joe. Re- Listen. Yeah. Is this Joe how, exotic? It, does he want to, he wants to defund the police. Yeah. So I don't have to wear my, my effing mask, Joe, right? Who's going to, who's going to arrest me? No, I'm serious. Yeah. I'm, I'm staying out of this. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, 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 I'm I, I, I see your point. I'm like, going to roll with this. That one. is, that's really hard to regulate. Like, if we were walking down the streets of Columbus, it'd be a different story. 
I mean, let's let's but, stay out of the political sector, but just let's just you know, Pierce, say you were outside working in your ditch, getting them cocktails out. Yeah, you I had to wear a mask. Legally, I did not legally have a, he wants you to have a mask. I did on. not have a mask on today. That's bullshit. And That's I like went, you stealing from the convenience store. And basically, I mean, I took misdemeanor. My, <laughs> I took my wheelbarrow across the street over to the other lot and dumped it. That's and, illegal. Yeah, misdemeanor. <laughs> You didn't have a mask on. That's missing me. Plus, that wasn't your property. You can't dump it. That's also trespassing. Well, I was talking to the other contractor that was dumping over there too. So you're a felon. You know we're good. But but I mean no, seriously, honestly, it's like me going outside to mow my yard. Joe Biden slash exotics trying to tell me I need to wear a mask while I'm mowing my own freaking yard. Are hey, you listen, serious right now? You know what Joe Biden needs to do. He needs to go to sleep so he, he needs to exactly, do Exactly, but he needs to take his stumbling, bumbling ass to the local lion's den and buy the Great American Challenge. I think it's like, what, 60 bucks? And lube that thing up with the sloppiest... Oh, stu- whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. This is the time. <laughs> We're going to cut this thing straight to the questions of the week. But before we get there, I want to remind you listeners, don't forget about our voicemail hotline. We didn't have enough this week for episode seven. Call us up. Send us a question, 740-720-3537. We want to hear from you guys. Hopefully, we have enough for episode eight. Now, I want to say a good thank you to our friends from the Old Canal Smokehouse. The Smokehouse is known for the most unique craft beer selection, rare bourbons to go along with their amazing food. You can dine in, order takeout, or even have them cater your next event. Visit them in their newly renovated space at 94 East Water Street in downtown Chillicothe. Thanks again. Now, DG, will you please give us our first question? Yeah, first question comes from Jamie, and her question is, How much should you tip a barber slash hairdresser? I'm going to take this one. DG, I'm going to take this one. And, oh my, my ring camera is going off. Hopefully no one's outside. Anyway, uh. I'm going to go, <laughs> I'm going to go with, I cut my own hair. <laughs> you cut your own hair? Yeah. I can't tell. I cut my own hair. Well, there ain't much to cut. I'm so. bald. So what, I cut what, my kind of, what kind of buzzer you use? Wall? I mean, I, I mean, actually, if you want me to be honest, my brother, uh. Jerome Harris gave it to me. Nice. He said, I don't need this one no more. I'm getting a new one. So he gave it to me. And I've been using it for years. It looks good. And I cut my own hair. I edge it up. I do it all. I think it looks great. But if I was to go to a barber to get a buzz cut and it costs, let's say, 10 bucks, my my line is I'd give $5 for every $10. So 50%. I'd give him... Five dollars for a ten dollar haircut. Yeah, but what if the haircut's thirty bucks? You give him fifteen dollars. Why does this TJ? keep going off? Whose phone is, is that? Is somebody trying to rob you? It's probably Leonard. It's fucking my phone. <laughs> yeah, but how's the mic picked it's off? Up? It's all right. We're keeping going. My ring's going off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. Okay. So I'm giving five for every ten. 
No edits here, boys. This is all raw, listeners. This is all raw. So five dollars per every ten dollars. That's what I said. So so let's just say, let's just hypothetical. You have a full thick head of hair, like down, like long hair. Semi afro. Down to your lower back. Semi afro. Okay, you're afro. Dirty days. You take it to a a salon. And you're you you really care about it. I want to get a nice cut. And you want to get you want this thing taken care of. Let's say a let's say a haircut. Just hi, this is a hypothetical for easy numbers, easy math. Costs you a hundred bucks. Oh wow! And I it's satisfactory. Afford. It's to your liking. I see. I couldn't afford that. It's a hypothetical. I know. Say you can't afford it. Hundred bucks is cheap if Pot. you're. Like a female? I mean, hundred dollars is pretty steep. Yeah, let's Lord. just let's just no, say I'm talking, fifty. I'm talking about male. We're here. talking easy math. We're talking percentage. We're talking here. male here, boys. Shit, sick. It says hairdresser or barber. I know, but we're all male. Are we? If I want a bus cut, look, at, look to the left of you. Yeah, that's busy. I'm not sure. What I'm you got getting, between your legs. If I'm getting a bus cut, it's probably gonna cost me anywhere from ten to twenty bucks. I'm gonna give the guy a five to ten buck tip. That's my answer. Pierce, okay. what you got? All right. I mean, do you go to a barber? I I go to a uh, salon. Is that is that what you call it? Like a does a woman cut your hair? Yeah, woman cuts my hair. Okay. <laughs> yeah. How much does it cost typically? Just it's a. Uh, I think it's thirty bucks for a haircut. Thirty dollars? Yeah. <laughs> you're getting yeah, ripped the hell I gotta, off. I gotta find a new hairdresser. Is that yeah, you're telling me? <laughs> is that with a happy ending, DJ? I mean, <laughs> well, <laughs> sometimes she'll give me a. I like. I want the shampoo and the. <laughs> <laughs> DJ, tell me what you got. All right. Well. Somebody, you're going into a barber or a hairdresser. It's a service industry, right? Like somebody's doing you a service. Okay, so what what would you say percentage wise? You go to a restaurant, you get a meal. What percentage of the bill are you leaving for a tip? Twenty, right? Twenty. Okay, that's like I'm a, the- I'm a generous. I mean, you can ask anybody. I I leave a healthy tip. I believe you. So what at twenty five? Because it's I mean that's their their job. They make what three twenty five an hour? Right. They yeah. live on tips. They, yeah, live, they on live on tips. Right. It's yeah, a service they, industry. They have to be, you know, solid. And you, you grade that on their Okay. Yeah. yeah, if the service wasn't as good, maybe if it, you tip if it was not less. good, then yeah, you tip them 10, 15. Ten, yeah. Fifteen. Ten or fifteen. Okay. Yeah. But I'm they with, deserve it. And that's so their living. Twenty, twenty five. I mean, I'm I'm a generous tipper. I love my meat. DG, so on. <laughs> if I go to a restaurant and I get decent service, I'm leaving a 20% tip. If it's if it's anywhere close to decent service, I'm leaving 20%. That's just that's that's how I personally do it, okay? When I go to a barber, the difference between being a going to a barber hairdresser and a restaurant is at a restaurant, they have your table, your waitress has or waiter has your table, but they also have three or four other tables in the restaurant. Am I correct? Yeah, you're okay, right. Okay, so at the barber hairdresser, you're the only one in the chair. So they're giving you their undivided attention for whatever, 15, 20, 30 minutes, okay? That's their time to have ice in the veins. That's their time to be clutch. Clutch. So if, so in my opinion, 
my tip to them needs to be a little bit higher than it would be if I'm in a restaurant where they're paying attention not only to me, but like several other people there. Okay. So if I go and get my haircut and it's to my liking, it's to my satisfaction, I'm going to leave a little bit bigger tip than just 20% because I am the only client. I am the only customer there. So when it comes to the barber hairdresser, like I said, it's all about satisfaction. If I'm satisfied with the service, then I'm going 25 to 30% for a tip personally. Which, which I'm okay with that. But what if you like, let's go to the hairdresser, the, the female side of it. Like some of the costs can get up to like a hundred bucks. That's 30 bucks or more. Past that, man. Or you, more. If, if you pay yeah. for, you go to a nice steakhouse, you want prime steak, right? You're paying the two of you. Yeah. $120. You're going or to, more. You better leave. That's like when the four of us went to wherever we went that night. What was the tip we left? Like $95? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, well, it was, it was, it was, it was at least 20%. I it was, that. oh, it was more than that. It was great food plus great service. So it was combined. Dylan, next question. What you got? Next question. This one comes to us from Jordan. If you could relive one month of your past, knowing what you know now, or see five years into the future, which of the two would you choose and why? If you pick the past, is there a specific event you would choose to relive? So he's given us two options here. Relive one month of your past or see five years into the future. What do we think about that? So I can't go like 10 minutes in the past because if I knew what I knew now, I wouldn't have trusted that far about 10 minutes ago. And show the, myself. The, the way I, the way <laughs> yeah. I read it, if you, go, if you choose yeah. to go to your past, you got to relive an entire month. Okay, so listen. I feel like being a Michigan fan, and anybody that's a Michigan fan can agree with me, when the tides turned is when John Cooper was gone, right? Two and ten and one against Michigan. Guess who comes in? Jim Trestle. Nine and one and whatever. I somehow am going back a month before he's hired, and I'm intervening, right? He is not getting interviewed by Ohio State. No way in hell. So if that just, means I'm stealing his mail, stealing his phone calls, he's not getting interviewed by Ohio State. So you're the interceptor. I am. It never. If it's somebody else that takes over the reins and they still continue to be good, okay. But whatever you do, you're not allowing Jim Tressel to get that I job. I am not allowing that sweater vest. I mean, unicorn riding. I mean, that's he's not getting it. Son that's, of a bitch. That's, Son of a bitch. That's huge because we we said it was like you're part of your life. Yeah, that's like, it. That's and, my life. And you bring in the high state Michigan. That's his life. Yeah. Next. Okay, so when I think of this question, I've already mentioned it before. DG, you've heard it before. Corey the K, you've heard it before. All the listeners, you've all heard it before. So if I can go back one month of my life, I'm not losing that basketball game. I'm not. It weighs on me. It weighs on me to this day. And I'm almost 30 years old. And when I played that basketball game, I was 17, 18 years old. Actually, no, it was my junior year, so I was 16, 17 years old. And 
the stupid play that we all made. I mean, we just didn't guard the basketball right. We just, we were just scrambled. We didn't play it right. It was a last-minute situation. We were all scrambled. And if I could go back, and if I could win that game, it would have changed my life completely. Because the only time that I went to the combo that I thought that I had control of a basketball game would have been that year. I was a junior. I was I was probably the best player on the team at that time. And I thought I could have controlled that game into the combo and tried to win the Dina district title. And I felt like I let not just our team down, but also the community because I thought we had a great team that year and I thought we could have made a run in the district title. So let me ask you this, Clay. When you say a month, right? Are you going back in that entire month? I just want to go gym. back to that day, brother. No, yeah, yeah. In the I, gym, I wish I could have went. Studying film. Yeah, I wish I could have, but we never did that. Like nowadays, when I talk to the varsity coach, these guys are watching film. These guys are studying these guys left and right. Like it wasn't like that when we played, man. We didn't watch film. But let me ask you: You left everything on the court, right? <sighs> I wish. I mean, I was. I wish I could have played another game after that, so I can't say I left everything on the court because I wish we could have went back out there and played that game over again. I felt like after that game, I was in a locker room crying, and I'm telling you, I was in tears. I wish I could have went back to that day and replayed that game all over because I don't know if I left it on the court. Yeah, I mean, you you did. I mean, you played your heart out. I mean, I don't know. That's that's I wish Jordan answered your question. I wish I could go back to my junior year basketball season when that kid hit that three quarters court shot over top of me. I jumped, yeah, he pumped faked the hell out of me. And I wish I would have stayed on my feet and just put a hand up and he hit that shot. Corey with the K, he was there. DG, you're probably there. I mean, you guys seen it in person. I mean, that was a heartbreaker. I mean and I'm not I'm not trying to say that when I played with you guys, DG, your senior year, that our team was better than that team. But I really do think my junior year team was the best team that we had since the 06 Adina SVC title game. And we lost in the sectional finals because we, we underachieved. I really do think we underachieved. I really do think our team was better than the 07 team. I really do. But we underachieved, and we lost in the sectional finals. And their best player, he went on to play D1 college. He was a freshman that year, and he, he stroked us. Blake Justice, he went, he went to play at Akron, and now he's an a assistant coach at a D2 team. I mean, he's had a great career, and props to him. But, man, I just wish I could go back to that. TJ, what you got? I mean, it's – it's tough to uh, transition over to that. I mean, that was pretty specific. Uh, I mean, I I agree. I, I would pick the next five years into my future as part of that question. I mean, the past has built me to who I am today. Fair I enough, mean, fair enough. And so, I mean, I've, I've had great memories. I, I've, you know, through sports marriage, you know, building a house. Like, I mean, I don't want to take anything away from that. And, you know, I, I would definitely pick my next five years into the future. Really? 
What if you saw five years in the future? Okay, so DJ, I'm glad you brought that up because I forgot to mention that. And Levi, I'm sure you want to bring this up too. So we're talking five years into the future. This is my problem with that, guys. So if something would happen to like one of my family members through that five years that I, it would, it would, it would set you back so hard, guys. That's the problem with me. Like I mean, you if gotta something, live with that for the next yeah, five years. You couldn't live with that knowing that it's gonna happen. So every time you spend with that person, you're like, you're just but loving you on would, them. I mean, you can't love your family so much. Exactly. Right? So but you would love them. If you seen something that would happen, like dramatically, it would be it would be heartbreaking. But if something great would happen, you'd be looking forward to it. But what's the chance? Let's be honest, the future's it's scary. No, it would be scarier than hell. That's why I chose a month in the past because I wouldn't want to see what five years. I'm living life to live for the future. You know what I mean? I don't want to Good know point, what happens. Clay. So, TJ, go ahead with your answer. That being said, would would you still want to see five years in the future? Yeah, I would because I don't like to live. I don't like to live life in fear. Like okay, yeah. I, I mean, I just I try to be optimistic into the future, like. I respect there's, that. Yeah, there's there's a bright side to to the next year and you know, you know, five years based on this question. So yeah, I'm I'm still, you know, leaning towards that that side of the question. All right. DG, next question. All right, next question. Uh this one comes from Preston and it is would you rather live the life of a dog or a cat? Well, doggone, we got a good question. <laughs> we got a doggone good question here, boy. Now, let me ask you this. Me being personally a meat eater, I love meat. Does this cat get to eat meat whenever? I mean, I reckon cats but a eat dog, meat anyway. I mean, you throw a dog a T-bone steak, he's eating it to the bone, right? Cat could, too. Yeah, but is the cat going to go chase the bone after you throw it? Meow. I ain't heard a pussy like that in forever. Cat or dog, dude? Cat or dog? Dog. Bull terrier. Next. All right. <laughs> All right. So that went a little longer than expected. But if I think about this question, Preston, if I'm going to be a cat, I feel like I'm going to have a lot more fun. But I hate cats. I really hate cats. And honestly, to all you listeners out there, I'm kind of scared of cats. I'm scared of cats. I really am. Because they're sneaky? Yeah. Dude, these things, they can sneak around on the couches, and they can just pounce on you all day long. And they got them claws. If they're not declawed, if they wanted to... The curtains are screwed. They can rip you up. Curtains, your face, your couch. But the good thing is, with if you're a cat, right? Yeah. For any of those cannabis lovers out there, right? Catnip. Well, yeah, I was going to mention catnip a little later, but cats are fast, they're agile, they're athletic. Okay, these things can do whatever they want, but I just hate. I just, I just, I think cats are too sneaky for me. They're not my type of. They're not my type of pet. So, Preston, answer your question. I'm going to be a dog because they're the man's best friend. They sleep all day. All they do is chase balls. They bark. They can protect your house. They poop in the yard, and hopefully they don't pee in your house. That's my answer. Pierce, what you got? I mean, I'll, I'll relay off off roll there. Um, 
I'm going to choose the dog as well over the cat. I mean, I own a dog. I don't own any cats. And uh, like he said, like, I mean, the son of a bitch will, will bark. If it hears the slightest incorrect sound in the house. It's your home security. Yeah. And, I mean, we have. I mean, we all know about your letting security in the house, right? I mean, I mean, come on, Merritt. I made one mistake in my life. Yeah, my my dog is is the most loyal dog that I can that I can speak of. Is he biting someone's ankles off when he walks to the door? Well, it's a she, but she is yapping. If back to the uh, any kind of sound, she, she's she's hey, ready. What, I mean, even if we're on the back porch and she's in the house, boom. What type of dog? We got it. What type of dog is it? Well, it's not a purebred. It's a it. <laughs> okay. I mean, kind of do we bread? really get to go down this road? I just it, I, I, I want to know the name of the it, dog. It's a purse dog. Okay. So the the, the type of where well, you're walking down New York City Strip and they got it in their purse. Yeah. Oh fuck. Is it a penis? Okay. So, I mean, I mean, we can relay off this, but. When we first got this dog, I was like, "Nah, I'm you not going to love. I'm not going to do no purse dog. Like, I want a real dog." Okay. But so I've gotten attached to it. You gotten attached to it. Yeah. Okay, so this dog's going to bite a robber's ankles off. But if the robber comes in the door, he's going to kick it to the street and it's going to be gone back in your cattails. Yeah. Dylan. <laughs> what you got? So I like cats more than dogs, honestly. Really? I do. What about pickle the cat? And you know what? You know what, DG? I I I agree with you on this one because your sister, she's a cat lover. Yeah. She's always got pet cats. Got it. So are you relaying off of her? Not really. I just uh cats are way more chill than dogs, man. I I know a lot of people love dogs because you get home from somewhere and they're just like all about you. They just want to, yeah, la, 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 just barking and they would yeah. just want to be all over you. Yeah. I don't like that, Cats man. are chill. Cats are chill. So I like cats more. However, if I have to take on the life of either a dog or a cat, I'm taking a dog. I mean, dogs just, they have more fun. They they go outside. They play in the water. They play in the snow in the wintertime. They hang out with friends more often than cats do. They're more social than cats are. They get to do more fun stuff than cats like to do. Um, you know, most cats like just hang around the house or stay close to the house. Just kind of a cat's life just doesn't seem like that much fun. A dog's life just seems like more fun. So I'm gonna be a I'm gonna be a dog. Good deal. I think that will lead us into the question of the week. Corey with a K. Hit the music. Listeners, on your feet, it's time for the question of the week. Brought to you by the old canal smokehouse. For the second time. I got my guy standing tall at the top. He goes by the name of Josh. This is your first time ever 
for both and you are by yourself, would you rather skydive or go scuba diving in the middle of the Atlantic? To you, Pierce. Would you rather skydive by yourself for the first time or go scuba diving in the Atlantic, in the middle of the Atlantic, by yourself? I mean, you said by myself, so I think I got a better chance of scuba diving. Um, Okay. I mean, mainly your first time you got like a guide when you skydive out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's no guides here. There's no guides. You're just going. And when I, when this guy, Josh, he says scuba diving, I think like you're going deep. Like, you're going deep, deep. You're going into the depths of the Atlantic in the middle. So you're going to see some shit you've never seen before. So that's what I want to throw into this question. You're going to see some shit you've never seen before. You're going to be scared to death either way. So what would you rather choose? Yeah, I'm sure when when you scuba dive, like, you know, center of the Atlantic, I mean, it probably gets pretty dark as you go down there. Um, But, I mean, flying high in the air, whew. Like, I'm going to pick being in the water. Just, I mean, hell, I like swimming. Like, hell, I got, I mean, I got like an iPod, waterproof iPod. Like, I'm, you know, I do do laps at the Y sometimes. Pierce, you wear floaties. But aren't you, okay, so that's that's your question. So once we get done, I want to talk about all these answers. So that's your answer. You'd rather, you'd rather. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely scuba diving. Scuba diving. Middle of the Atlantic, like deep, you know, dark, you know, deep. <clears throat> okay, DG, what you got? So I've always wanted to go skydiving. Um, it's always been on my bucket list. However, if you're telling me the first time I go skydiving, I got to do it by myself, I don't think so. I mean, what if something goes, I don't know what I'm doing. I jump out of that plane. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know when to pull my chute. I don't know any of that stuff. So I'm kind of like TJ, like with scuba diving, I've swam before. You know, I know how to swim and I know that I'm going probably deeper than I've ever gone in the water before, but I'm just more comfortable in the water. Plus, I think that would just be a cool experience. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go with scuba diving as well. So I'm afraid of heights, right? But if it's a pool, I can do it. The ocean, no. The ocean's crazy. Let me put it this way. You pay. Go ahead, TJ. I mean, there's no waves. I mean, you're deep. I mean, it. it's still. Well, we know what we're let me, doing, let me TJ. We're there, in the middle TJ, of the you ocean. Just, you just sh- shut the F up. <laughs> did I talk during your question? You did not. Okay. So we pay people, right? Yeah. To find out what in the hell is down there. See, I'm with this guy. 80% of the world is covered by oceans. And they have no idea what the F is down there. So if it's me swimming by myself and getting eaten by a giant octopus or me forgetting to pull the cord out of a skydive, I would much rather die shitting myself hitting the ground than shooting myself being sucked up by an octopusy. Skydive. Okay. 
So, so it's 2v2 here because I'm definitely on Uncle Buck's side here because, guys, when I'm jumping out of an airplane, I'm, I'm, I'm going down to the earth as fast as I can, and there's one shot. I'm pulling, I'm pulling the chute, and I'm going to survive. Or there's a back, I should say there's two shots because there's a backup shoot as well. But when I go into the ocean. So there is a backup shoot then. There's like, a backup shoot. There's, do you have a backup tank, TJ? No, there's never a backup tank. Well, I, I, I mean, back to the uh, Skydam. I, I didn't know there was a backup. There's a backup shoot. Have you I ever believe. seen Drop Zone, you dumbass? Wesley Snipes. <laughs> there's a backup shoot. Okay. So when you're dropping out of the airplane, you got your main shoot, and if that don't pop, you got your backup, and if that don't pop, you're 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 just shit out of luck. <laughs> I mean, you're 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 just gravel. You're making a, gravy chain. You're gravel in a driveway yep. at that point. So when I think about going out into the boat, into the middle of the Atlantic, guys, I mean, to where you can't see land either way. I mean, you're in that this it says middle of the Atlantic. And you got to drop down and scuba dive by yourself. Never done it before. And I'm talking depths of hundreds of hundreds of feet. You don't know what you're getting into. You don't know what you're seeing. You don't know. I'd be scared to death. I'm telling you guys. I'm skydiving all day long. Because I can see where I'm going. I can see where I'm going. And I'm pulling the shoe, and it's going to pull me, hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. But what's to say that you dive down there 50 feet, and the great white dudes don't eat you? It's about the same chances of you not pulling your shoe from the sky. You can see where you're going. If you're going to the depths of the ocean, you can't see what's down there. But when I'm jumping from the sky, I can actually see where I'm going. You can't see where you're going. That's more of a thrill, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it's gone, you're gone. You're thrilling. That's the ocean. You could be at the you could be at the very bottom of the ocean coming up. Ah, oh, I'm done. Yeah, this is awesome. That's what I'm saying, man. I mean You have no legs. I mean, even when I answered this question, I didn't know there was a backup shoot. <laughs> but still, I am going There's to- always a backup shoot, Pierce. There's not just gonna be one. I've heard that from just online and others. There's yeah. always a backup shoot. I'm always. A I mean, backup I'm shoot. still TJ. I'm still picking that mid-Atlantic. Like, uh-huh. I'm reading this question, and it says, would you rather skydive, we all know what skydiving entails, or go scuba diving? When I when I read scuba diving, I don't think I'm trying to set a new world record by being the deepest. You're in the middle no, of the Atlantic. No, you're not, but you're in the middle. It doesn't but matter. It these doesn't guys matter. who go scuba diving, are there great just white sharks in the middle feet. of the f- effing clouds? Most scuba divers only go what 100 feet deep. Bullshit. That's not a big deal. What are you, pussy? Bullshit. These scuba divers ain't even going 100 feet. So let's equalize. How high is a skydiver go? Thousands. Ten thousand feet. Thousands. Right? I don't know. And I guarantee you, there's parts of the ocean that go ten thousand feet down. So let's equalize it. I know how to swim. I have no idea. Can how you to swim dive. in the? I'm Im- taking scuba you diving. You can't swim. I mean, if you got hundreds off. of feet beyond sea level, I mean, hell, you can't on. even get a 
I'm taking my chances. A scuba thing together. I'm taking my chances. You gotta chances get some to townies diving. to take you scuba diving. I don't care you if don't it even is. know if you're coming back from it. I don't care if it is in the middle Atlantic. Shark swims up. I'm gonna punch him in the eye. That's <laughs> how you get rid it's of the him. nose. And we got we got like full like double. So it's two verse two. Double. Yeah, it's two v two. There's no right answer. Would you rather? Like he said, would you rather be chum of a effing creature you have no clue what even exists or some payment for some farmer to run his tractor down. Anyways, guys, all right, that'll do it for us. That is the end of our show. Hope you all enjoyed listening. Don't forget to rate us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Sip and Serve Pod and like us on Facebook. Our email is sipandservepod at gmail.com. Send in those questions for episode eight. Also, don't forget about our newest feature to the Sip and Serve podcast. Call us on our Sip and Serve hotline and leave us a question or a story to be heard on the show. Our number is 740-720-3537. Whoever submits the best voicemail will be receiving a $20 gift card to the Old Canal Smokehouse. Josh, good question, brother. Hey, don't forget to hit up that hotline, guys. For real, call in. You know, leave us a, a comment, a question, a story, anything. Um, we're, we're looking forward to hearing from y'all. Uh, appreciate your support, like always. Thank you to our guests, TJ Pearson, Levi Mayer, for joining us here in the Sip and Serve Studios. I'm DG. I'm just along for the ride. Uncle Buck, what you got? Hey, I just want to say, Rolski, DG, Corey with a K, thank you. It's been a blast. Appreciate the invite. Hope I'm back. Troy, what you got? Uh, thank you, guys. I I mean, this is round two for me. I appreciate the ride, and uh, I look forward to the future with you guys. Listeners, hope you enjoyed the first round table of the Sip and Serve podcast. I'm Rolski. Stay hot, stay safe, and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Sip and Serve podcast. Here, so I hope you get that ditch taken care of, brother. <laughs>